What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 151 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of Wiley Scale Modeling. So, uh, we're going to try and record this uh, on a Skype call here. We'll see how this looks. It's the first time we've done this, so uh, pardon us if it has some errors. But I'm, I got a backup recording here also running just for the audio, just in case there's an issue. Um, <laughs> but we have Jason, James A. Powell, and obviously... The two ugly guy, the two ugly guys on the call, Todd and Brett. But, you got uh, that right. <laughs> Holy cow! My grandparents used to say they'd hang pictures of me up in their house to keep the mice out. So it's, yeah. it's, I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> and they never did, did they? <laughs> no. no, they didn't want to see them. They just put them in the basement, keep the mice out of the basement. <laughs> All right. So this is the official Halloween episode. Woo, so it's extra spooky. spooky. Yeah. So I'm the only one with the costume, and I'm not on Skype. <laughs> I know. And your costume kicks <laughs> You have a costume on? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I'm a, I'm a pirate. <laughs> J- Jason did a joke, Brett. He's got his eye patch on. <laughs> I, I got my pirate hat on. <laughs> he does. He has, it says. It says. Pirate, it's a big Pittsburgh pirate thing on the yeah, front. Yeah, Pittsburgh <laughs> oh. oh man, that's like the Phillies. Come on, oh. that's disgusting. Yeah, it is. Either way. All right, so um, we're gonna actually kick off this week's episode. First of all, we want to thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, this one's. Thank gonna, you. I just feel like this thank one's gonna guys. be a whole. The whole time is just going to be uh, joking around like this. I feel like, but it's well, gonna be good. For Halloween, this is a Halloween <laughs> thing. Sure. So. so what let's find out what James is going to be doing for Halloween. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm going to be building models. Uh, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Oh, uh, Saturday I don't know. We yeah. maybe What about your kid? A, a local haunted house. Yeah. So, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. There's a they got the haunted forest open in this local vicinity, not the houses but the forest. So that might be kind of neato. That would be kind of cool. There, we have a bunch of those kind of things around here in the Pennsylvania area, where you can go haunted, haunted barns and things like that. And they, you go in, and they try to scare the fields, of scre- of fields of yeah. screams, fields of screams and stuff like that. And, yeah, they're kind of corny, but the kids love yeah, it. Out in Lancaster County, some of them uh, are good though. They're yeah. kind of corny, huh? You made it <laughs> kind of corny, huh. yeah. You guys, I've just caught on to that. Took you a second. Joe. Uh, <laughs> so Jason, Jason, what are you doing for Halloween? Nothing. 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 No. You know, what I'm most excited about is Friday is the premiere of season two of The Mandalorian. And oh, that's all man. I'm concerned about. Ah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's talking <laughs> about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. never heard of it. What is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> I just offended um, everyone. Maybe or maybe not, we did or did not make something for that season two. Uh, oh. Ah, maybe. Ooh. We'll have to I keep our eyes uh, out for that. So now, now that's a is that going to be on the Disney <laughs> Channel or the Disney yeah. Network? That's Disney, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Okay, Disney gotcha. Plus. Yeah, you got so, that app, Jason. Man, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait. Well, I will be uh, having a Halloween party, a small one. I will be there. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. A Just small. You. What? Just you two? Just yeah. me and my dad. Yeah. That's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna sit in the basement with beers, and uh, that's like any time we get down that's here, like, right? You guys always have Halloween parties. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just make every holiday. You know, yeah. last weekend we was a, we put on like rubber mask and and grab our beers and sit down there in the chairs and just yeah, just talk. Modeling Last weekend and, yeah. was uh, National Toothbrush Day, so we um, we made it a holiday. We just celebrated National <laughs> Toothbrush Day together. Ooh, you know, uh, the, first, the first of November is National Brushing Day. National, National Mariah Carey Day. Oh, is oh, it really? What? Wow! Start playing your Christmas songs like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> already, we're already there, guys. Oh man, they didn't even so, give so Brett. Yeah. What are the girls going to be for Halloween? So my older daughter is going to be – you're going to have to excuse me on this one. It's some – ah, forget. Some character from a Disney – what's it? The Descendants series. Uh, okay, some yeah. One of yeah. those characters. And then my younger daughter, okay. I'm pumped because her costume is going to be awesome. She's going to be um, – oh, dang it. What's the guy's name it's from – so awesome at Dad. That is awesome. Gosh. Mom. Can you believe that, Todd? That is killer. So, so no, she's going to be she's going to be Mike Wazowski from the Monsters. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, cool, cool. Well, so what's she's... funny about that? When you said something, we were there on Saturday, and you mentioned that, and I thought that I didn't know who the hell that was. He thought it was I just thought... some like banker from New York. Like, who's Mike Wazowski? No, no, no. I, said, I thought it was like I thought it was some guy, steel mill worker. <laughs> oh yeah, and his, and his brother, the, the Polish brothers, and they, the, the Wazowski family, they all work together at the steel mill on the third shift, and they go out and get Budweisers oh. at the local bar together. That, uh, yeah, I didn't know what that was. Great so. family fun. <laughs> so that's what we're doing on uh, Saturday, but that'll be a good time. Uh, that, yeah. that sounds cool. Yeah, that's well, a, just so a that, little thing. You're doing that on, you're doing that on uh, you're doing yeah, that Saturday? Family, Give me your party Saturday? Friends, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. A little thing in our yard. We'll have a little bonfire. Keep it small. I don't know, what, I don't know if I'm dressing up or what we're doing for that, but, but we're. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't have anything planned. I'm just going to come and eat your food. But uh, sick. <laughs> Sounds like a party to me. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, so that's uh, that's the plan. Are we going to get to the questions okay. here? Or, yeah, let's jump into it. Listener questions. We're going to jump into some listener questions with uh, the you know. We'll do our so patron we'll do questions we, first, and I think James we'll talk snuck about one in there. Modeling, then we'll just get into some modeling and our projects and what we've been working on, and then we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming contest. And uh, yeah, that'll be great. All right, well, because he's a guest on the show this week, um, and he snuck one in on our topic, uh, first one is from James A. Powell. When did you dudes <laughs> first start building models? So let's throw it actually over to Jason and then James first, and then we'll go. What, what was the question again? I didn't quite hear you. When did you dudes first start building models? Well, I was I was pretty young. I was a kid, and my grandfather got me into the hobby. And actually, I first started building model cars. Um, my yeah. grandfather was just a model builder. He built cars, tanks, airplanes. He did model railroading. So um, he really got me into just wanting to build stuff. That's um, pretty cool. So I really... 
I didn't get into model r- railroading until, oh, uh, I, I don't know. I want to say maybe eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that, um, just for a short time. And then I got other interests, but then came back to it. So, huh. yeah. I think that happens to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody I know has kind of left the hobby and comes back. Yep. Yeah. I think it's also a pretty cool first step. I know that was my first like introduction in the building models was my dad had we built some model cars and you know some more cool. simple things that are you can you can pick up at you know kind of the box store. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. old Rebel kits or something like that, some yep. Yep. snap tight. Oh yeah. yeah. Lots Heck of yeah. testers glue. Lots of <laughs> testers glue. I know you still use that. I I just got a brand new tube. I bought I, it for him. Yo, I, uh, where's my other tube? I, I tube. By the, way, by the way, you never paid me back. Thanks. I'll give you two bucks. On my way down Sunday to help him, uh, we were going to work on the layout, well, the diorama, we call it now, <laughs> a little bit. And um, we, uh, we, we were going to work on that. And he said, uh, hey, on your way down, stop I, at Michael's and pick up a bottle of testers. I toothpaste the living daylights out of that tube. I had it so curled up like a scorpion tail. I couldn't get another drop out. Now, can I ask, because I've heard you talk about this, and I've I've also heard you say, Brett, that you've never used CA, which is like mind-blowing. Never. I mean, I just, I I can't even fathom (laughs) never using CA. Not that it, you know, it causes a lot of problems, but it's fast. Uh, What are you using tester's glue for? Uh, plastic kits like this one. Plastic. Oh yeah. That thing's sick. Yeah. Radio station. A yeah. radio station. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't use it a lot, which is why I had one tube for like four years. But, um, yeah. uh, I have a tube the Same problem thing. is, the problem is as you squeeze it more, you squeeze it just a little bit. Cause you're like, Oh, I just need to get that little extra. And then it gushes uh-huh. out and you waste half a tube cause it keeps flowing out. You can't stop it. But so Todd, Todd was talking what, like last week or so. You need to get some Bob Smith Industries yeah. CA. Yeah. Uh, I use right. the really really thin stuff and kind of a medium gap filling and some. Um, uh, they call it zip kicker. You know some accelerant, and yeah. you, yeah. you yeah. will be so much happier with that. Fine. Stuff. There's cement. You twist my arm. <laughs> twist my arm. <laughs> Right, right there. there, exactly. Okay, yep. but this thing has a sprayer on top, right? Yep. So you don't want to use that because then you're going to spray it over the place. So you pour it out <laughs> and you put it in the one of these with a little long needle on the front. That yep. was yeah. uh, recommended by uh, yep. Jake Johnson, yep. and uh, he told me where to get them, and I so I ordered one of those. But uh, yeah, I mean, all right, but now fine. Brett's already in debt for a tester's glue. So Two dollars. Two dollars. If I don't pay by fr- if I don't pay by Friday, my dad's gonna send someone to break my knees. <laughs> it's, it's um now the uh, the testers glue. Brett has a good point. When you squeeze that stuff out, I don't, it's always been like that. Even when we were kids, uh, when I was a yeah. kid, and I'm way I'm older, way older than all you guys. So way older. Yeah, yeah. Way, so way <laughs> hey, older. Hey, how old are you, Todd? How old are you? Fifty-five. You're, uh, you're not that much older than me. I'm forty-seven. So oh, okay. So, yeah. Woo. yeah. Anyways, when you squeeze that out, it's always been the same thing. 
it doesn't just come out a little bit. And then you got to take that white cap and jam it back on again, you know? So make sure it doesn't. And then when you take it off again later, some other time, like a year later when you, I go to use it, and I pull it off. And then there's this big gloopy gob of glue, dry glue oh. crap. It looks like, oh, my gosh, it's horrible. And it's the like cap doesn't want to fit back on right. It's like when you're using a tube of caulk, you know, and you <laughs> get it, it pressurizes and you forget to unpressurize it. It's still streaming all over the place. Exactly. Oh, yeah. my God. Exactly. <laughs> and that stuff, and, and, and it's never changed. It's been the same tube and it's had the same problem for, you think they'd have a different, this, you know, the technology. It. And it probably costs them nothing. It does. So, right, yeah. right. They do buy yeah. it, but you think over the years with technology, they would come out with a better dispensing mechanism of you some would, type but you would think so they have it's just not testers <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah good point so Jeez. yeah so what, what how did you what were the first models you started building james on your own question uh you know last time i was on the show i talked about you know my 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 uh brother who had passed away he had a train set i think really the kind of the first models that i remember were like we would go, you know, I lived in Ohio, so for vacation, summer vacation, we'd drive down to Florida, right? So I remember we went to Kennedy Space Center in like 78 or 79 or something like that. And I got a space shuttle. The space shuttle was brand new, you know, I don't even know if they had they hadn't even flown it yet. And it was the uh <laughs> Columbia, right? And it was a SnapTight kit. Like I said, it was a Ravel, I think, or what whoever made SnapTight at the time. And I built that thing driving on the way back home from Florida. So you can imagine how awesome it was. Uh, oh yeah. I actually think I still have it, but you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's beat. It's I got it in a box somewhere, but uh, yeah, that, and then I uh, went to the Neil Armstrong museum one time and got a, a little Kitty Hawk flyer. That was kind of cool. And it had all the string, you know, crosswire gussets on it. Now that was pretty neat. Oh my um, God. But yeah, it was, it, it, it was some plastic kits, of course. Nothing oh my gosh, that's so funny that you What's mentioned. That? Now, did, did my any first of you models? do the model rockets? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I got a good yeah. story at that. But one <laughs> of my first kits that I've ever built was on a vacation. I just started building models when I was a kid, um, maybe 11, 12, 10, 11. So uh, I guess eleven or twelve, and I I bought. A, a car, some kind of car. I think my uncle gave me one of those snap tight car kits, mm -hmm. you know, and you snap together things. And I just put it together, didn't even paint it, but I enjoyed doing it and building it. And then we went on vacation to Florida to the, to the, um, uh, NASA space center. Oh, same place. Wow. Yes. Go and we, <laughs> at the gift shop, I bought a, it was the year of the Apollo Soyuz, where they had the two hookups together. Made and it up? Yeah, like the one, the, the, the Russian ship had the the, uh, the ball on the end of it. And it yep. They all hooked up. And I bought that kit. And, uh, well, I didn't buy it. My parents bought it for <laughs> me, of course. And they, because they knew I was into the modeling, they taught me, in the, you know, why don't you get one of these? That'll be good, right? So on the way back on the trip, I didn't build it in the car, by the way. But on the way, on the way back in the on the way back in the trip, we stopped in North Carolina, and we we stopped and saw the North Carolina USS North Carolina battleship in Wilmington that they have on display there. So I bought. Well, they got me also the Wilmington the USS North Carolina model battleship model, Ooh, yeah. and I got that. And then 
uh, we also got the Kitty Hawk. No way! On that same <laughs> trip, they had a Kitty Hawk model, and you could put all those things. It was also at the same place in Wilmington. No and, way! And they had that. yes, because that's where the Kitty Hawk was. Ooh, and small so, world, man. Isn't that weird? Just that's hell that you crazy. said that. It was like Todd and I are like brothers from another mother. And they were miserably put together when I got home. I mean, I think the North Carolina battleship turned out the best for me. But um, I built a couple battleships after that because I enjoyed doing that. And then, um, and then I got away from that. As far as model railroading goes, I got into it when I was about, I don't know, 20, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I got away from it when Brett was born a bunch, a couple years later. And, uh, and then didn't get back into it again until he was a teenager. Right. But, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, what else you got, Brett? All right. Next one. Is that from... weird that we had the same models? And on oh, a, man, on that a, is weird. vacation. Yep. So that's really strange. <laughs> That's weird. That's funny. <laughs> this one's from Dave Cruzwick, who has not asked a question in quite a while, so I'm happy to have him back in here. Nail oh, holes. I'm now. Nail yeah. holes. <laughs> no, he's not asking us to debate on nail holes. Oh, but goodness. he's usually run them at two foot or three foot intervals. Lately, based on some rivet counter comments, I've been lining them up with window openings, and he's asking us what our opinions are of making sure they're lined up along windows i well i just i did a video yesterday i, saw I don't know if you guys awesome. saw it yeah on uh oh, your weather weathering one Hill. yeah yeah and uh i would think that this is just my opinion and i'm probably completely wrong uh but if you're going to do i, I don't even really do nail holes anymore i just <laughs> i just mark it you know i kind of put a little stain where the re- the nails would be yeah um but if you're going to, I would think, you know, you're going to probably do it, a, you know, a standard construction method, like a 16-inch or 24-inch on center, and you're going to do it beside windows. Mm-hmm. Doorways. And, and doorways. Windows and doorways are always, you're always going to have studs beside them or, you know, king studs or whatever whatever it is in the corners. Uh, you know, and, and I think a, a standard spacing, it's probably, I think, older spacing. I could be wrong, but it's probably 24-inch, you know, something like that. So uh, three foot, I think, is a little bit too big, but maybe they skipped a stud. Yeah. You know, who knows? Um, but And obviously, yeah, I, older architecture or depending on your region and depending on the time, if it's mo- if it's more modern, you're going to obviously adhere to universal construction codes. But o- older right. stuff, you know, there's there's a large variation on it depending on region, time period, stuff like that. So that's what I use for my excuse. There you go. <laughs> right in my town, <laughs> it's every painted them on. In my town, it's every forty eight inches. Yeah, yeah, and they look awesome. <laughs> It, you know, we saw so many people, me included, using a tool or a pin or something like that. And he did these little tiny pin, pin type paint dots. <laughs> I'd rather paint like windows. It was awesome. In, in, honest, in all honesty, in that video, I didn't have my optimizer where I could see. You know, like you guys when you're doing the live streams, yeah. right? You're trying to build and you're recording it. Yeah. I couldn't see what the heck I was doing, so the dots were way too big. But I generally would just use real fine brush. I mean, I think it's similar to what Jason does. Yeah, uh, uh, I know, Jason. Yeah, and nail holes. Honestly, I haven't done nail holes in quite a while. I really have. I've gotten away from it, but 
when I was doing nail holes, I would start right next to the windows and then space them out from from that point. Yeah. Um, Same. I, I skipped it on my last yeah. one, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't do it on all of them. Yeah. I mean, really, no. Sometimes, yeah. and sometimes I get so into it, I I blow right through that part that part of the build. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, whatever. Maybe the next one. Too late now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The last know. two or three, I yeah. haven't done it. Yeah. It just depends on how weathered the building is and the construction. Or, you know, right. even if it's one wall, maybe it's a north facing wall or a south facing wall, and it got more exposure or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've become less hostile about my nail holes opinion. I put yeah. mine about three foot apart if I can, with the exception of the around the windows and such. That's why all your like, boards are peeling. I like the three foot sections because that means I had to do less of them. <laughs> right. You know? And that totally right. <laughs> all right. Next one's from Lynn McCurdy. Current conversation from today. What Katie couplers do we all prefer? What are they? I couldn't. I'm not sure. I always use what number sevens or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not running trains right now, so I got a pack of them somewhere. Know. I couldn't tell you what number they are though. I think they're the, they're the blue pack. That's all I know. They're blue. <laughs> the last time I bought a, a Katie Coupler pack, they were yellow, and I, I think you know who knows. That was a long time ago. But uh, I'll probably use whatever the standard is right now, uh, McHenry couplers or whatever KDs. But I, I don't know. Okay. Um, Jason, uh, he's got X2F couplers on his. <laughs> hey, J- Brett. You know, I have a mix of couplers, and I always have one car that has – I make sure that one type of coupler is on one end of the car and the other end has a different type so that oh, yeah. that car can be in the middle that can connect all the cars. It's a universal coupler. It's a universal joint like yeah. on a like on a <laughs> When I was a little kid growing up and you know I couldn't afford KDs. KDs were expensive, right? Yeah, what two pair and Yeah. And so I I could afford them on my nicer cars, but I had a bunch of junk cars and I did the exact same thing. I put a yeah. KD on one end and I put a hook horn uh, X2F on the other side and Use that as yep. just a you know that universal. You can't go wrong. Ah, you flip it yeah. around and it'll work with everything. Yep. Nice. Um, I think this is our last. Oh, there's a couple more. Mm. Uh, this one's from Ron Piskel. This is speci- specifically for you, James. What, what brand knife handle were you using in your latest video? It looks extremely comfortable. <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> 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 Don't you I, love no, it's, it, it? It's uh, Excel. Okay. Uh, you know the I got it probably at like a Hobby Town USA. Was it one of these kind with the with the chunky? No, oh. no, that's Acto makes those. Uh, yeah, I have an uh, Excel one too, though. Excel, it's got like a like a hex nut on it or something. Oh, by wow. the near, I don't know. I, <laughs> you know, I I don't. It doesn't hurt my hands, so I guess it's extremely comfortable. I don't, your dad's looking at his knife right now to see. What I have this one here. It's made by uh, Fiskers. The people who make the scissors and stuff. Oh yeah, those are really nice, actually. They're re- it's really comfortable. It's got a little weight to it. Yeah. Okay, but um, the only downside about this one with the weight is when it falls. <laughs> okay, because of the weight, it, it drops like a dart. You got to wear your steel. You got to wear your steel toes in my dad's shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you have a regular exacto like these, they're lighter weight, 
and you know they're, they're going to fall a lot of times and land on their side. So, right. but this one here, it's going it's going straight down. Yeah. Well, I tacked so, my leg uh, this past weekend. Oh uh, uh, no! My table. And it just felt like a little nick. I didn't think anything of it until I looked down and there's blood running from my leg. Isn't it always like, for all of you guys, isn't it always like a heart attack moment when you when you do any mess up with a Zacto knife and you're like, oh, yeah. or any kind of blade like that? You're like, oh my gosh, oh, I'm, yeah. I survived. I survived this time. Yeah, I survived. Yeah, my I have fingers all, are still on. Have all my digits. And the, yeah. and this this is an appropriate you know conversation for the Halloween show because it's blood, blood, blade. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Perfect. <laughs> oh man. Or or have you snapped a blade and then have like that instant reaction where you're like, Well, it didn't the one like I had on Sunday, it didn't go in my eye, so I'm safe. Like the one on Sunday yeah. Yeah. Had You had that thing bent you had that box cutter bent like this and then you were shocked we that it cut, broke. Foam. Well, it was foam, it was extruded foam, but previously we had put sculpt mold over top of it and it dried and I needed to cut it out and get rid of it. So I'm using a box cutter to cut through it, and the top part of it is maybe uh, I don't know, uh, maybe a quarter inch of of um, of the. Um, it was one of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, Ooh, and the damn. Yeah. And uh, Brett's standing about. And he's got it bent at 90 degrees, and he acts like and he was shocked that it broke. Yo, know, well, they're made to bend and break. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're made for you to sharpen them by breaking them. <laughs> And I get that, but it always and it's happened before. Every time it sounds happens, like a gunshot. Yeah, it scares the living daylights out of you. Yeah, because like, now you're thinking, what if that piece would have popped up and hit my eye or something? Okay, yeah. glasses yep. on. But geez. we always wear our safety glasses, by the way. Always. That's we, right. You have to. <laughs> uh, At least I have to because I can't see if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this one's actually for Jason next. Um, same same person, Ron Piskel. I'm interested in your concept of the rolling scenery islands for your layout. Are you considering using a Freemo concept and maybe running a single track across them so you could link them up to the main portions of the layout, giving your train a larger loop for running? No, (laughs) I'm really, uh, I'm really not. And, you know, I've said it so many times where I'm more interested in, building models trains Mm -hmm. are just secondary so i'm just doing a simple simple dog bone loops um and i'm not too concerned about them connecting to the new sections so um yeah i just (laughs) i'm really not interested in in having them connect and it's it's funny how many people (laughs) have had a hard time with dealing with that like what your new section is not going to connect to the rest of the layout, like no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, They're just large dioramas. I, I think it's I think it's an awesome idea, Jay. I mean, that's yeah. that being able to be flexible like that. You know, I, I think it's great. Um, you know, I like trains too. Don't get me wrong. They, yeah, yeah, I do. I really do. Uh, yeah. But being able to do what you're saying, where you're taking and moving those for photography, and maybe getting some depth in your photos and whatnot. I think it's genius. Uh-huh. Yeah. I really like the idea. We have well, a piece of track yeah, I, What'd you just say? We have a piece of track on ours. <laughs> <laughs> Brass model power code 100 snap track. It's so funny. We're getting, it's, it's we're getting asked all these 
technical <laughs> questions. I know our answers aren't that technical. We're not guys. <laughs> news newsflash. We're not very technical. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, you guys ask questions about trains, and I'm not lying to you. I, I a lot of times I got to go look them up. Well, I got to research them and uh, look I up some of the terminology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can tell when listening to the show. Yep, yeah. yep, absolutely. <laughs> we we are good at drinking beer, though. That's right. We are good at that. We yes. are good at that. Yes, <laughs> very much so. If, if any beer sponsors out there are listening, um, we are always yeah. ready for the beer sponsorship. Eight oh five. Are you listening? <laughs> All right, the there next, we go. This Duff next beer, one, Duff beer, Duff, Duff beer. beer. Yep. Beer. <laughs> we got our next question from Matt Hankins, who, by the way, is building a sick scratch build right now. Is that uh, that, that Baltimore Wharf yes. uh, building? Yes. Art? Oh yeah. God, it is wow. crazy. Oh, it's so good. It's um, so good. It's awesome. His is. Talking about scratch building masonry structures, favorite materials, model modeling lintels and sills, best way to get successful corners, techniques on weathering, yada, you know, the whole Brick the whole monster. masonry building. Brick monster. Brick monster. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. no I, I mean to be truthful with him, I would I wouldn't use the brick monster for that. If he's he's talking about brick buildings. Yeah. Right? Uh, masonry. Uh, masonry, yeah. Masonry. Yep. Uh, you know, I really, I'll tell you what, um, you know, Monster Model Works and his ideas with the corners, uh, he makes really tight, nice corners. Yeah. They look really yep. good. Um, you know, there's so much going on with laser cutting right now um, that it, I really think somebody's going to come up with something just It's mind-blowing. changed a lot, even in the last year with, with brick stuff, with lasers. There's yeah. guys are doing way more than just the plain old, you know, clapboard siding and 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 the old school, you no, know, you know, normal wood brick cut stuff. You know, a lot it, of people yeah. stepping in. I think actually, and, and I um, I was going to say with 3D printing, um, you know that there's that photon, uh, is it photon? Uh, Eddie Cumic photon printer. It's 120 dollars. I looked that right up now. when you put that on. We need to get it. Now the build platform's really small, right? It's two inches by three and a half. Yeah, but think like about that. the detail parts you could print with that. Oh my god, I've printed, I've printed seagulls, cars that are much smaller than Sculpey seagulls. <laughs> uh, no, you can print. Think about it. Just about any detail part you can print on that. Vehicles. And we we printed stuff off of that, and we used it for Disney. Yeah. I mean, wow, it's that good. The print quality is yeah. decent. The print quality is phenomenal. Wow. Wow. Phenomenal. What's it called? The photon. It's called any cubic photon. Any cubic word. Any cubic. I and see Brent's you... brain spinning. Oh, oh. We have the cameras rolling here. And I see his, you know, I see his mind part, spinning. The hardest part about 3D printing, though, is you got to – you either got to be able to go online and find the files, 3D files, or be able to draw them yourself. Yeah. Uh, but I, a really easy way for um, – people to draw 3d is something like SketchUp make yes which is a free program super easy to Isn't use a google and product you can draw a geometric skate uh, geometric um pieces without any problem at all well I mean, and there's and fortunately there's a large and ever-growing online community of 3d modelers who 
uh, on a lot of these forum sites and places like that will gladly offer help or download files for you to um, get your hands dirty with yeah, it. Yeah, there's tons of websites where you can download the files. Yeah. yeah so And modify from that. Oh, man. Isn't SketchUp a, isn't SketchUp a, a free free program? Yeah, it's yes. from Google. I think it's a Google product. Oh, okay. It used to be. It's made by Trimble. Oh, okay. Uh, it was first made by Trimble. They sold it to Google. Google gotcha. sold it back to Trimble. <laughs> but SketchUp Make is really made for, you know, your home user, 3D printing. And they also have what they call the 3D warehouse. So if you want to go in and get, like, pipe elbows or, you know, uh, valve handles or yeah. just about anything you can think of. And you know. hang on. Is this a resin printer? Yes. Oh, my God. All no, right. dude, that's the thing. No, no, it's not – all it's right. not an FDM printer. We're buying not, this thing. It's not filament. So, so <laughs> we why, have. That's why I am a Patreon, so you can buy that thing. So, uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so, I will just give my testimony on resin printers, Dad, because I don't. I, I know those guys are probably more familiar with it. We have a resin printer at work that we print actual um, teeth with. For it's a different. It's way more higher end than the photon, by the way. But uh, yeah. <laughs> But the, 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 it's pulling it – so a resin printer, Dad, is a tray of resin, and it actually mm-hmm. pulls the print up out of the tray um, of a liquid. Oh, wow. And the print quality is way smoother on a resin printer than you would from like an extruded filament printer. Yeah. Oh, way smoother. It, it, it doesn't, it's not the old weed whacker line looking thing coming no. down and printing line by line. <laughs> we have like I think six of them at work. Yeah. And uh, we just got a new one, a really big one, the other day, and uh, it, the quality on these things are just and the resin. The resin's not even that as expensive as it used to be either. No, you, it, you, it's it's still pretty expensive, like forty dollars a liter. But if you're making HO scale stuff, you yeah. can print a ton of stuff with a liter. We make teeth, yeah. and we buy by the liter, and it la- a liter of, a liter of it for a tooth lasts forever. So yeah. Oh man! All right. Anyways, let's cool. move on from That's this cool. and daydream another time about that. Was some some smoke alarm going off? I think so. Hold on. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, because the dog been, came running. It here. could be my spaceship. <laughs> it's James's spaceship. All right. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, somebody's this one. Candle out, and it's it's. Uh, oh it's yeah. We got one of those smoke detectors too. It's like yep. you boil water and it goes off. Yeah. It goes off. And the dog, and the dog is freaked out about. It. So right now he's down here on the floor near my feet. Right All right, here. next one. This oh, is going to be a good one. Um, yo, I like that Tonka truck in the background. Um, yeah, that's yours. <laughs> this one's from Dazzy J. What for for everybody? What's your favorite and least favorite weathering techniques? Mm, least favorite. I know mine now. It used to be my favorite. And now it's my least favorite. Uh, okay. Um, huh. Working with um, like the chalks and, and weathering pigments now. I don't like doing it. So I used really? to. Well, no, no, no. You're well, well, crazy. So wait, wait. Hear me out on this. All right, I all used right. to. Okay. I used to love <laughs> grinding down a hand. You know, I buy the chalk pastels at the store, grind them down, do all that. Um. I've used them less and less now, and I use more of the weathering, um, like mediums, the acrylic and the the whatever the oil based weather 
weathering pigments that we've gotten. Not pigments, but weathering mediums that we've gotten in the in the, in the recent. Great weathering uses all of it. Yeah. I know. So no, but let me let me rephrase this. So I don't not I don't not use the chalks anymore. I used to go really hard with just pastel just chalks, chalks, and yeah. I've. I realize now that that was a big mistake now that I look at what I can do with other things, even just acrylic paints. So that used to be my favorite, and now it's my probably my least used. Not that I never use it. I just have pulled back tremendously on the amount of weathering chalks that I use. Or weathering – I say chalks because we buy them in the chalk sticks and we grind them down. Yeah, they're well, pastel, yeah. soft pastel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that uh – I think Jason can defend the use of pigments and uh, with the ammo products. I do like uh, – what was the one I just did? Holy cow. I just used the one ammo. Um, which one was it here? Ah, I can't find it. You got you got kind of the bricks and the masonry type yeah, stuff. Yeah. What was yeah. the one I just used the other day that worked out really well? It was like a – it was like an asphalt – color chalk that we got from um ammo um and it ended up i ended up using it on this building because pigments pigments, Mm -hmm. yeah because i painted it like a light gray and i just didn't like it but i didn't want it to look really heavily weathered but the chalk was just a hair not chalk the pigment was just a hair darker than the light gray that i painted it and so i covered it with that pigment and then i went through with this kind of brush it looks like one of my wife's makeup brushes you know oh, yeah, big like makeup brush. and then i went and i kind of just you know brushed all the excess off on the parts where there was more relief on the building and it left it deep in the crevices um so that kind of stuff i still love i just used to go really hard with those kinds of pigments in the past and i and i backed yeah. off so yeah. yeah jason okay are you there, Jason? Yeah, I think I offended hey, yes, Jason. I am. I offended no, him. No, I, I want to know about it because Jason's been using the ammo stuff, mm-hmm. and I mean, even personally, and I haven't been able to talk to him about this, but it's perfect for this question. Is I, I want to know what um, he's thinking about all the using the new pigments. This one's my favorite, by the way. Recently, oh, you know, for so for so long, I just bought stuff from Hobby Lobby and from Michaels using cheap, inexpensive craft material or craft paints and everything. And I felt like I went as far as I possibly could with using all of those products. And then James got me into using ammo product. And man, it's taken my modeling to a whole nother level. And I feel now like I'm constantly challenged every day to try to find new ways to use the ammo mm-hmm. products. Experiment. And to really practice and experiment to get the the best I can with using those now. Yeah. And I have had some comments where people are like, whoa, man, I loved it that you only used craft paint or inexpensive pastel chalks. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I think I went as far as I could using those products. I, I think felt you, like I kind of mastered I, using those. And now I want to get, I want to go to the next level. I want to be even better. And 
the you more feel... I use the ammo products, the, the more excited I become about them. And what's incredible is they work so well together. All yeah. the products yep. blend well with each other, and um, they're just incredible. The thickness of the paint and the texture of the paint. Um, I've used so many different products, and uh, in my opinion, I think they are the best. And that's why I am using them so much and promoting them on my YouTube channel because I honestly do believe that they're the best products. Out I there. feel like I'll, I'll, I'll kind of back up what Jason said. I feel like what's awesome about them is, you know, even when the when the instructions or the whatever the tutorial on the site for the ammo products says one thing doesn't mean you need to even use it that way they're so versatile like that you were you were you were joking james about uh how i was using the uh what was it these ones the uh oil brushers (laughs) on one of the live streams but then when it was done you were like okay well that actually wasn't that bad but uh, i remember as i was doing it you're like it's not meant to be that way. You're not supposed to do it that yeah. way. But, Just a little tiny bit. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, you know, they are so flexible as of a meat. Like, yep. not just one medium. All, their whole line of stuff is so flexible that it's really hard to mess up. Our, and, and it's hard to get a bad result from that stuff as long as you are patient with it. You can't just go slapping it on. And, and a little... A little goes a long way. It yeah. really does. That and a dish of mineral spirits will go make work wonders for you for a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah. Yep. But yes. I think the other thing I I'll agree with when um, with what Jason said was I, I my dad was a big proponent of a lot of these um, brands of weathering stuff and then you've introduced us to the uh, ammo the what's the I think I'm ammo by Meg. Sorry, that's the official. Yeah. If anyone's new to it, Ammo by Meg. But James introduced us to that. And prior to that, maybe two or so years ago, before I really dove deep into these weathering brands specifically, I would do what Jason was doing. And I was working with just acrylic paints or, uh, like I said, grinding down soft chalk pastels and India ink and just the real basics. And you do kind of hit a ceiling uh, with the effects that you're able to achieve. Yeah. Yep. I agree. You can you can thin acrylics down and you can make washes out of them, but there's still a ceiling with their limitations. And the the newer stuff that's coming out, and I know there's some new lines even that there's that they're creating. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. and when you see the stuff they come out with, you're like, I, how do they even think of this? It's it's amazing. The, the shaders, yeah. they have a, a yeah. new line ammo uh, shaders. Yep. It, that's what it is, Jason. I got some on the way. Jason has some. Uh, oh, I love those. Whoa. They're like a, a transparent. Or they, I would say they they're a translucent color. So we, now we in in the in the business that I'm in in the prop building business, we we got on this thing where there's a spray paint that actually comes from Spain. Also, it's called 94. It's like a graffiti artist spray paint, right? But it's an artist spray paint. And there's a type that's called shadow, and it's this clear. And it darkens things up, but it just takes that color that you're spraying on and it darkens that color up to like a warm, like a French French gray. Uh, it's got like a warmthness to it. And we started using that on everything because it looks amazing. <laughs> and now here, Ammo is basically doing the exact same thing, but miniature with right. these shaders. 
and it just puts a shadow on something. It's not like a India ink wash where you got a specific color. It's taking basically taking your color that you want to use and darkening it up and making it this translucent shadow. And this stuff's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. I know Jason's been using it. So, um, I I've been using another brand up until you switched me to the um, uh, the Ammo Mig, and um, I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, like Brett said, I've always been a proponent of using the, uh, the those modeling paints and, and mediums that are used for the military modeling. In fact, I turned Jason to it a long time ago. We were using that other brand, and now we've mm-hmm. been kind of using ammo MIG. And yeah. um, thanks to J- thanks to James here, who's kind of got us hooked up a little bit, and. Um, we we tried some stuff out and um, well, I'm sold on it. I've been sold on it, anyways. But I love the quality that I'm getting out of what I've been working with. Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot with. I gave more of it to Brett. Mm-hmm. But I had a large collection of stuff already, and um, and I figured, well, he can he can get you know more use out of it right now. I did I did have some of the pigments and stuff I've been working with, and I love the pigments. I, don't get me wrong, I, it is, and I and oh. I do use. Um, the I do still use the soft pastels, okay, because I can put them on and sometimes they don't accept as hard. I can be a little more liberal with them. Yeah, I can't be as liberal with the with the pigments because it's just a tiny morsel of it will will make or break that wall. Oh yeah, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put on just a hair too much of that on, and good luck. It's, it's going to be tough getting it off right away. Now, uh, obviously, you can use some mineral spirits and break it down and remove it. That's the thing mm-hmm. about those products that we're talking about with Ammo MIG or you know that kind of modeling product is that they're forgivable, meaning if you've, if you've gone just a bit too far, yeah. you can add that mineral spirit or whatever you're using. Uh, I guess they have their own as well. And... Break it down or it, remove it. Break it down, thin it out, or, or yes, or flat out completely remove it. And you can even do that hours later. Oh, yeah. Um, if you're looking at it. If you wait too long, like a day or two, give up. That's, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but um, yeah, I love working But with you're it. right. It's, it's very workable. Oh, very yeah. Very workable. That can push yeah. those pigments because the pigments that are in the paints that they make, um, that is what you're pushing around. You're moving yeah. them to place yeah. to place with yeah. that brush. And I love being able to do that because then I, I can picture it while I'm moving it. And I, I guess that's just something we pick up with our eyes. We want, like uh, if I'm doing a window frame and I want to weather it or, or put a little bit of mildew on one side, but it looks like I, I might have clumped it a little too big. I can always slide it over with the, yeah. and, and move it or remove it. But I, I usually like to just thin it out enough to move it and slide it to another area, and then you kind of get a different look. And, and you just work with it until you say, oh, you know what? That's it. And then when you reach that mental point with these products where you said, that's it, that's what I like, okay, put it down and move it away from you and let it be and don't <laughs> yep. pick it up again. And don't say, yeah. don't look back over at it. Say, okay, that's the end, and put it away. Because le- I guarantee you, later on, that's gonna what you're gonna want. If you look at it again while you're working it, especially if other stuff you're working on, and you look back over at it and going, 
you know what? I could add this to it. Don't think that way. Because once your mind says, that's what I like, then you need to stop. If you say, I think we need to add more, okay, even though you're not sure, and you've already said, let's, 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 I thought I like it like it is. Once you make that phrase, that's where you should end because you will ruin something otherwise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You'll put too much on. So, um, but this is, it's, it's, it's awesome stuff to work with. Um, you gotta, you gotta practice with it. It's like anything else. You got to practice with it. I still use the acrylics. I still use the craft acrylics. But mm-hmm. now what's neat about yep. the craft acrylics is that it's made of – it's acrylic. And, and once it dries, I can use these enamels. On top they of it. They work on, on top, top of it. it. And they don't, they don't take away what you've already done with the acrylics. Yep. That's, where, really you're, cool. that's where your amazing effects come in, Todd. Yep. I mean, exactly. yeah. when you're, yep. we talk about layering. Layering acrylics is one thing. But when you start layering – you know, an enamel or an oil uh, over top of, and this is a, it's a great supplemental sure. um, uh, weathering products for you know your craft acrylics. You weather over top of that, and you can actually do it. The one layer is not ruining the layer below it. Nope. Yep. So just like you said, you're pushing around color. I was doing when I was doing this uh, weathered wall video yesterday, and. And I was putting the moss at the bottom of the walls where they, the walls are really wet and rotten. Mm-hmm. I've been putting a lot of that moss on because what I'm modeling right now is supposed to be kind of like the tropics. So yeah. it's very damp and everything's mossy. But I was able to put some of that, just a little dot of the oil brusher, the ammo oil brusher, light green. And then I used what they call the odorless enamel thinner, which is basically like the mineral spirits. And I was able to push one color where I put too much of a drop on. And it was really, really bright, and I didn't like it. It was just, it was overbearing, right? But I was able to push it with the brush, and it moves. Just, it's almost like magic. You can move yeah. that, and then you let it sit for a few seconds, and it sticks. It's like a, uh, you know? it's like yeah. Wooly Willy, where you just take the magnetic pen and you, you move yeah, this little right. draw the face exactly. <laughs> but I know what you, I know what you mean. There's a moment sometimes where you put stuff on too strong, and you're like, oh, that's not yeah. good. But you can just, you can quickly as long as you don't let that dry um, within a few minutes you can move it around i think one thing about the ammo stuff is that you know they have so many mig jimenez himself has made so many videos on how to use those products yep man i don't know if you've ever sat and watched him do a a video on like him weathering a tank or a train or something his youtube channel is real he's an artist he is a complete artist oh my god it's like he like waves a brush, you know, like a wand, you know. <laughs> yeah. What did you just Incredible. do? It's phenomenal. You know? Let me pause that yeah. six hundred times while I try to replicate that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on from this one. Uh, Ron Piskel gave us a nice shout out about just doing one hundred fifty one podcasts, and I don't want to read the whole message, but uh, he just gave us a nice shout out about all the zooms and everything. So thanks, Ron. Um, second to last one. Jeff Adam, laser cut windows and doors, or do you like to use plastic ones? So laser cut windows and doors versus plastic, like Titchy. I, think, I like laser cut. Laser but, cut. Um, but you I know, have so much Titchy product on hand that I just keep using it. Um, <laughs> but I do prefer laser cut. I, I'm going to have to go the other direction with uh, you, Jason. Titchy. Oh, uh, I. I, I I I think Titchy 
or Grantline. Uh, is Grantline not around anymore? I mean, no, they're, they're out. They're done. They're dying. They're, they're out. Yeah. So Titchy kind of uses if you find Grantline bias. If you, you find know, Grantline, you better buy it. You better buy it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so here's what I don't like about laser windows. They're getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. And remember, I have like a 15-year hiatus here between, you know, 2000 and when I started, you know, five, six years ago. Um, the Originally, the windows, and they're still kind of like this before they were using laser board, right? They were using really thin, like almost like a um, uh, like a plywood. Yeah. Really, really thin, yeah. multi-layer plywood. It was too thin, too thin, yeah. Well, not only that, but... The wood grain would go one direction, <laughs> but they would use that yep. same fly for the entire window. So the wood grain is going the same direction, crossing perpendicular across mullions. And so when you put yeah. a little bit of stain yep. on it, all of a sudden you have this awful looking, you know, I built it anyway because I thought it looked cool. But I went back recently and redid a model that I built 20 years ago. And I'm like, this is, oh man, you know, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's easy to build. But for me, I'm trying to bring a little bit of this kind of like military style weathering and painting into model railroading or, or yeah. diorama building. Yeah. And so I look at it and go, mm, yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, with laser board though, I think that's a game that. changer with that. Well, yeah, it is. You don't get that green. Um, the only yeah. thing I don't like is when you see like the side of one, if you have an open window or something like that and you see the layers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like I like Titchy because I've just always always liked Grantline. It's a good go to. I mean, you can't go wrong with uh, with Titchy windows. Sure. I bought a couple of those packs. You know the the. Oh, it's like forty eight bucks, and you get a huge bundle yeah, of like yeah fours in the windows packs and all that. But we've gotten a couple of them. <laughs> I think the one thing that's nice about laser cut windows and a good a, I mean we talk about them quite a bit on the show, but uh, Doug Fiscali, I think he's really pushing the limit maybe there's more to be pushed but he's pushing oh, of course he's pushing the limit he's with with, the with that ta- i agree with that task board yeah. or the hobby the you know the yep the, the customization to be able to print anything like that we yeah. got that church we bought that church from him in the cemetery and he's yeah. got a whole bunch of laser cut doors that are specific to that church style that you're not going to get from titchy and you know, right. it's, it, like you said, James, it's getting better, and 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 Jason was agreeing. Um, I think it's just it a gives matter a new of look. it gives a customized look. You, you may and you not get be able to get out your tissues. you get away from the something different. Yeah, it's something yeah. that you'll probably never see on any other kit because it's custom. I, for I don't that think kit. he's reaching. I don't think he's pushing. I think he's. But he also uses Titchy though, so like he's not afraid yes, to. He does. He, he does. Throw, in the and same in the same kit that you're getting laser cut custom stuff, he's throwing Titchy windows in where it's appropriate because it's just easier. I like both. Yeah. To be honest with you, I, when it comes to weathering them, I like using the, I like using the Titchy windows. Oh yeah. Um, the frames and stuff because I can. I think paints. Um, I can show green. On the window frame with the paint, uh, on, on a titchy window, I seem to be able to do that better than I can on a on a laser cut window. Yeah. Although I like the I like the functionality or the uh, wouldn't be the functionality, but the originality that you can get out of um, of a laser cut window makes it, you know, like you said, it makes it unique, and yeah. um, you know that's that's cool. And like you said, 
he, he, I don't think you use the right term there, Brett. You said about him, you know, reaching the limit. I don't think he's reached he's, the limit. No, I he's, think he's furthering he's pushing it. The, he's pushing the envelope. I mean, he's he's raising the bar is what yeah. he's doing with laser cutting. And it's 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 something that's coming in like you were saying. You, we were all saying. So is uh, so is Stephen Miley, yeah, with his laser cut window right. kits, right? Exactly. Windows and doors kits. But, and, but I do I, I like I like my titchies because I can go to their website and if I'm if I'm doing a if I don't have a laser cutter, okay. So if I want to do my own dang, if I want to build my own building like I'm doing with one of the Gettysburg buildings, um, it, it's. I need to have specific type windows that are gonna that are gonna fit. But that, so I'll go to their website and I'll match. I don't have a laser cutter where I can cut my own windows, and I need to use I use theirs if I'm making a custom built building. And then I can choose the windows I like that you get match. the exact measurements. Right, and it has the exact measurements on. I'll cut my wood exactly where I want it to based on his website. I order the thing that shows up. I stick them in, and bingo, there they are. I, you know? I have a comment about that. I was just thinking about that, how you said, you know, you don't have a laser cutter. And, you know, we have a laser cutter at the shop and we have printers and all, all this stuff, right? And I hate – I can draw in 3D. I can draw in 2D, ZBrush, all that stuff, right? I do not want to waste my time when I could be sitting <laughs> down building and painting and weathering. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. I don't want to sit down yeah. and draw stuff. I, I know yeah. Jason's like that too. It's kind of like I like the creativity of the physical, the practical model. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can do that other stuff, and I do it at work all the time. But you know, I keep thinking to myself, I need to sit down and draw a bunch of pipes, a bunch of right. pipe elbows and things. I haven't done it because if I'm sitting down doing that, I'm not building models. Right, it's right. work. It's right. work. Yeah, and it's work. Right. Yeah, you want to relax. And I'm drawing this and build building out. I am drawing this building out. But yeah. Only because I talked to Jason and him and I talked on the phone earlier this week, uh-huh. and we were talking about this project that I'm doing, and and I'm trying to recreate the actual buildings in, as prototypes. Sure. And for me to do that, I'm going off photographs, and I'm trying, and I had to draw it out. Yeah. And I, gonna, had, yeah. I did that on this hotel that I'm building. Right. This giant hotel. I went into ZBrush and I drew stone columns so I could 3D print them, and you know, sure. and then I take uh, off the 3D model. I take. And we laser cut our, our uh, roofs, and we actually CNC cut it because they were so big. This thing's yeah. huge. Um, and then we laser cut smaller pieces. But I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not involved. I'm not being creative. I'm not. Right. Once I get the parts, then it's cool because I yeah. put it yeah. together quick. <laughs> but what I love doing is painting, weathering, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and, and you're right. It wastes the time. But here's the thing. I mean, I. I I don't have a I don't have a choice. I mean, if yeah, I want to no, build no. this, exactly, and I, and I have to have it. La- I'm having this laser cut because they're brick walls, so I'm going to have them sent to somebody who's going to laser yep. cut it, and he needs yep. to have them drawn for me to do it. Yep. Now you're right. Here's the thing: it's going to be I, I'm going to have while I'm doing it, I'm not really building anything, you know. Right. I, but it's. So in that but sense, you're, you're, you're going for a very specific purpose, yeah. just like you did. And on I don't do them often, right? And I don't do them often. I did, I did a lighthouse. I, I recreated a lighthouse that was up in Maine one time, and mm-hmm. I did the shiplap house in in in, in historic Annapolis. Right. And uh, you know, I've only done a few of them. I like doing them because when you're done with them and you look at them, you go, "Oh my God, that's it, right there." It's that's a one it. of one. You know? Yeah. yeah. Nope. And, 
but that, but it's all the prep and getting ready for it. It sucks because it does right. chew your time. You well, know? that's why I'm thinking about like with Jason. You know, he talks about when he designs a kit. You know, all that work. Oh God! It, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weeks and weeks of <laughs> yeah. planning, and then by the time it's over yeah. with, you're like, ah. Oh. Like, oh, man, I just spent two months working on this kit. Right. right. Yeah. You know, and that's that's why, like, we talk about at, at the shop, you know, we could easily start a kit company. No problem. Easily. We got everything to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, we have the people, whatever. I, I don't have any interest. You know, Brick Monster was something fun while we were shut down. Yeah. You know? But um, I don't have any interest in doing that because it, it all of a sudden is making what I do for fun. Work. It's a job into work, and I won't do what I do for fun. Yep, you know. Yep, my dad. I don't and I... have a treehouse in my backyard because <laughs> why? You know, that's that's our job. Yeah, and I I don't want to do that. Right. Know, so. My dad right. and I feel the same way about uh, when we started this, and it's kind of how our podcast originally got the name HO Scale Customs because we were going to do, we were thinking about doing custom builds. Mm-hmm. For, people. for other people and we were like forget that like we just want to build and yeah, if we think. if we can create content while we build that people are either enjoying or they're getting information out of that's a plus and we get to build our own thing but we did you know we're doing our own thing and we're just sharing what we do and connecting people to people so that was more exciting for us because it wasn't yeah. work it was we don't just, want a business we don't want to be I- a business can I make a comment that's kind of way out in left field? Yeah. Kind of. All right. So we are left field. Uh, yeah, I know. Hey, we <laughs> we're out there, we're man. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know, Jason just did this video, uh, and he showed kind of the new layout and the old layout, and where you were talking about doing the little the modular tables, Jason. Yeah. Uh, yep. Man, when you show that main section of the layout. That is like a freaking movie set, dude. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean, it just blows my mind. I'm just like in a year. I know you had some of the buildings from your other layout, but mm-hmm. it just looks it's composed so well, and the color. I mean, it's just so good. Yeah, I just I, I haven't got to tell you on the phone that it just looked. When really you get, when you it, zoom in on your waterfront, Jason. That waterfront section where you have all the different uh-huh. ways and stuff like that. You know what? It reminds me of the, what was that movie with Kevin Costner where he <laughs> delivered mail on a boat or something? What was that? What was that called? Waterworld. Remember Water, that Waterworld? Water it reminded me yeah. of Waterworld. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It was a cool. It's the coolest. Every time I see it, I feel that way. I it was reminds like, me of Popeye's Village. <laughs> yeah, Popeye's Village. It looks like that too. Yeah. 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 Now he just needs you know to his house so I can do his water for him. <laughs> what is so funny is that because of James, really, I'm getting more and more into scratch building and more and more into weathering. And uh, my modeling is just evolving. And I feel like the direction that I'm going now with the new section, um, it's just more scratch built heavily weathered uh where the old section uh it's really not that old but <laughs> it's it a old. seems kind of clean to me <laughs> uh, if, if that makes sense um i don't know it, it has been so great let me get sappy for a moment 
you know, reconnecting Should I get my tissues out? Games, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's been great because we text at least once a day. We probably talk maybe once a week, but we're showing our work to each other before it even goes on Facebook, before anyone else even sees it. And mm-hmm. I'm getting inspired and hopefully he's getting inspired from my yeah. work. And um, it, it's just been incredible. And I'll tell you a quick story that James doesn't even know, but oh. when he was building his old layout, he was constantly posting pictures on the internet. The Trevino. And I don't know what, yeah, and I yeah. don't know what site it was that he was putting the pictures on. But Trevino Circle. What I was maybe so, <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I was clicking on the pictures and dragging them onto my desktop, and <laughs> I would print them out. And I have a scrapbook to this day. I created a whole scrapbook of every picture. Because I was constantly looking at it um, and getting inspired by it. So I just bought a binder with the clear plastic pages, and then I would print all the pictures, and I would put them in that binder. Oh, man, that's really, really cool. I, You know, it's weird. I hear – I've had a number of people say things like that. With they, You know, there really wasn't anything on the Internet like that. Um, where you yeah, had somebody no. building, I, I don't want to say my stuff was craftsman. It was a lot of scratch built, but I was trying to do it every day, every day, every day. And it was kind of, there was a community going, there were so many modelers that are in the craftsman kind of movement, or mm-hmm. at least were then, sure. that I met because of that. And there are people that, you know, some of your Patreons, you know, I mean, these people, it's really cool. And then I kind of, you know, I moved out here and kind of disappeared for a while because I was doing my, my uh, real job stuff. And um, it's really cool. I've, I've met uh, or re-met a ton of all these people that I used to talk to all the time. You know, yes. it's, it's really neat. I, uh, I really, I, I'm glad that I was able to, you know, inspire or at least give some inspiration, whether it be right or wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 some model books. I'm hoping. Hey, it's free information. You guys can't complain. It's free. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no. This, with this new layout that I'm going to create, um, that it's going to do the same thing because I want to kind of kick it up a notch. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, the buildings that I'm putting out there are, are stuff they seem people seem to like them. So, um, oh, they're gorgeous. Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I mean, just want to do something that's a little bit different. You know, that kind of tropical. I'm going to have big broadleaf plants and yep. vines and greenery. Something we don't see. In a typical, almost like a Celio style right. you know, yeah. uh, railroad that we all love. You know, I just want to do something it's, a little different. It's kind of Bayou like. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Bayou meets Kentucky. Yeah. With <laughs> the tropics. In the tropics. Yeah, in the tropics. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, know, that's you cool and I communicated earlier in the week about. About the the doing banjo guys on the yep. on the deliverance. Sure. Exactly. I was like, I said, I, I told him when I when he put that one photo up of what, I'm not sure what building that was, and I was like, oh my gosh, that looks like something off the deliverance. Yeah, it's, it's so great, you know. It, it was there, so cool. There's a whole story that I've kind of been writing in my head about about what it's all about. This whole layout, and we all do that. 
you know, you guys have your your layout layout sure. or yep. diorama. You call it layout or a diorama. We call it diorama. We're gonna start calling it a diorama. diorama. <laughs> yeah. We think about you know who lives in that area. Yeah. You know, why does it look like what it looks like? And yeah. you know, what are the stories about those people? There's got to be a couple people there that are influential. Or oh, something. we've got Excited some people. You know, so exactly. <laughs> so it's almost like the <laughs> dad. What about that jackhammer guy that? <laughs> He's got. He, <laughs> Brett turned his jackhammer into something else. And he's oh, on the top. He's oh, on a porch. He's, he's on a porch, hanging it out, pissing off the, the side of a bar. bar. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, no, no, but I, no, but you're right though, James. Like you, when you're building these things, you do create a story in your yeah. in your. Even if it's just, you know, someone. I'm sure most of our listeners can agree with this too. Even if you're just doing a small building, and you're not putting it on the layout yet you're just doing a small diorama or you're just building a building your, your brain starts to create this story of like oh well there could be a guy over here doing this and maybe the the shop owner whatever it is you know yeah, uh, you're creating totally. that story down, in your to, head. down to this road goes behind these buildings so they have access yep. to transport fish from the Yep. Harbor to yep. down to yeah. the market. Definitely. You know? That's probably and one of the yeah. most fun things is when you're starting. Yeah. And we do this as we start new sections of our city. Um, this we've is the done, bad section of we, town. We're all the derelicts. Well, over, what's know? fun is as you're starting to position buildings and you're starting to lay all that out. I'm sure you guys can attest to this. When you're laying everything out, but nothing's permanent yet. You're just positioning buildings and you stand back and you look. And then you position them around. And when you see it, you're like, oh, that alleyway, we could do something cool here. And maybe, you know, this is the backside of this bar, but it beats up against this hotel. So then maybe that's like the seedy part of town. And yep. here's a lumber mill that's next to this. And you start rearranging stuff. And you in your head, you're you're creating this, this city. It's almost like um, you're like, I hate this. I don't mean it in like an offensive way or any bad way, but you're like playing God of your own town. Uh, sure. and, and you're 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 cre- you're creating this land of 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 a make believe city. We're creating Peytonville. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Peytonville. That's what I wanted to find. You're creating I Peytonville. <laughs> I, somebody did some work on this. I think it was CG. Yeah, no, I think it's all CG. Oh, okay, okay. I I'd say if if that was real, I would probably know. Yeah. Somebody was involved in it, and it's we would have heard it from either you or Jake Johnson. We would have heard it from one of you two. Yeah, well, Jake Johnson built a layout that was used on some movie set, and uh, he we talked about it on one of the podcasts with him. And they actually during the movie set, the, the woman came destroyed in it, was, it with a bat on the husband, and she came in and beat it with a bat. <laughs> it was all part of a movie, you know, it was one of the TV shows. And um, awesome. and then some, a lot of our listeners had seen it. And remember yep. that scene, yep. you know. And um, yeah. well, when you're getting paid for it, though, it doesn't. Co- when you're getting paid for it, though, it doesn't hurt quite as much. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's move on real quick. We got two more questions, and we're going to talk about what we're working on right now. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. The next one. This will be a quick one because we've all kind of talked about this before. But this is a awesome patron of ours, and I'm glad to hear from him. It's been a little while, but from Jim Lassiter, uh, he's doing sidewalks right now, and he just wants some quick tips on sidewalks. So um, I, I know we've talked about sidewalks extensively in the past. Do you guys have any tips? Yeah, I've done a bunch of them. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, I think, Jason, you're getting ready to do some brick sidewalks, aren't you? Uh, I really am, and I'm going to be using the uh, brick rollers from James. 
Nice. So like a brick cobble, yeah. almost like a cobblestone yep. brick sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I. Are you uh, doing that? No, are you I will have a, I'll phone, have a video. Or? Are you gonna do it um, on no, phone, with the, No. Nope. I'm actually gonna use. Um, oh God! What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. I want to so watch I'll your video. video. I had a nightmare with yeah. Super Sculpey. <laughs> 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 I'm still working on Super Sculpey. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's, He's it's, rolling it's, seagulls into his sidewalks. Do you have a seagull roller by chance? You just put 10,000 seagulls in one roll across the scoop <laughs> Super so Sculpey. <laughs> <laughs> they got to be oversized. I've done different, I've done different Sidewalks like using mat board, task board, board. Mm-hmm. yeah, task board, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sidewalks, I've I've done them individual bricks. Well, my dogs are going crazy. Uh, it, I've done a lot of individual brick sidewalks. As a matter of fact, downtown Deco for a while sold my little uh, brick sidewalks. Uh, nice. Mass. He didn't nice. sell them individually; he put them in kits. Um, but. Uh, you know, one thing I don't like uh, that I see is sometimes the the you know the laser cut sidewalks that are cut out of wood. They just seem way too thick. Yeah, they're yeah. chunky looking. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like yep. You no, know, it's like a you'd have a foot tall you know <laughs> foot tall curb. Curb, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you do kind of every once in a while you see some like out east, especially with yeah. older towns where they've like cleared out cleaned out the bricks. And they put asphalt in, so the curbs are a lot higher. Than yeah, anything. some yeah. of the smaller towns in our area, you can tell, you know, as the roads change and sidewalks change, and there's an old cobblestone sidewalk, but the the curb is monstrously tall. You see yeah. that? You see it around here? Yeah, but you know, not like these perfect straight sidewalks. No. Where, you know, they're, they're old. Yeah. Around here, they're like exactly. trip they're, hazards. Or they're, what is it? They they make like the curbs somewhere out some places out east. They're almost like a. Look like they're out of a granite or a yeah. not a marble, but they they don't they're not concrete. They're like a stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that in like uh, oh, it, right in the middle of uh, right outside of Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, they're like in, like they're like in six or six or eight foot slabs that they set down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Latrobe. That's where it was. Latrobe, yeah. Rolling Latrobe. Rock. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Old good old Latrobe. Yep, nice. Rolling Rock. 33. 33. <laughs> I'm 33. Yeah. Uh, so um, I've had good luck with uh, – if I'm doing concrete sidewalks, the taskbar for me has been good. Um, it, you know, it's not the thick, super thick taskboard, you know, a thinner taskboard. Yeah. But um, the reason I like it is for the exact same reason that James said. Um, I've done a video or two on it uh, somewhere on our Facebook page over the years. And a tutorial somewhere, but um, I did a live build too with the task board, and I like it because I can cut it and take a piece of the like I could lift a slab, and I'll lift the slab higher than the rest of the slab yep. where they meet, pop them and, up and a, at an angle. Or if I could put a tree there, I can lift the slab up onto the tree roots. You know, like the roots are lifting it, mm-hmm. and you can cut it. You you can you know you can cut chunks out. Here's another tip for people: you can where the slabs meet or on a corner, cut a chunk out and then fill it with like some some crumbled up uh, and painted um, um, 
plaster plaster that you crumbled up yeah and then paint it the same color and then just drop it in almost and mix some sand in there a little bit and then you know it'll look like um you know crumbled like, a, like a piece yeah crumbled sidewalk or piece broke out I and would it's okay to have a piece dirt dirt. Dirt. Yeah, dirt dirt would work I would, too I would I, bake my dirt first bake make sure dirt. there's no giant bugs <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I gotta give Todd another dig. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you put a little a little dirt in there, make sure it's yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah, right. it looks great. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, it's, it's really hard. I hear what you're saying because that's hard to do with the wood with any of the like wood. <laughs> oh yeah, wood sidewalks. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah, the wood's tough to do. Yeah, and no. you get you got the grain in there. You know, you got that. You got to follow the grain. So if you cut yeah. it, yeah. it doesn't want to bend necessarily, and then it snaps. And depending on like how you paint it, the laser board. Sometimes depending yeah. on how you paint it, you got to make sure that wood grain's not showing. It's well, yeah, just, it's a hassle. You almost got to sand it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, you got to sand yeah. it out because if you don't sand it out and you paint over it and hide it with the paint, then when you go to weather it with any pigments. Oh, all that wood grain right comes right again. back. Comes yep. right back. <laughs> yep. You, or you, put, you put alcohol wash on it, and it, all those yeah. grain lines pop out. No, <laughs> yep. no, not not pretty. Hey, we got yeah. one more question, and then we're going to jump into our wrap up of, of what we're working on. This one's okay. from our good friend. It just popped in, Jake Johnson. Ah. Um, and this was directed to James and Jason. Will you guys uh, be discussing any more MIG products? Your favorite MIG product. We'll start with that one. So if you had to pick one MIG product, you could only pick one, what would you oh pick? Oh, my God. I want to see what Jason <laughs> wants no, to say. There's no way I can just pick Jason, one. Jason, you have to. It's, yeah, it's the rule of the it's question. It's the combination. <laughs> it's the combination of them. Oh, oh my God. Okay. There's no way. Okay, well, well hang on. Yeah. It could be a product that's like a multi-pack, though. Oh. How about that? That's a product. Oh, man. I'd pick one. Uh, God, I, I really like. I'm really loving the oil brushes with using the thinner with them. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll just stick with. But I really like the shaders. <laughs> <laughs> you stumped oh him on this God. one, Jake. That's a tough one. Yeah, I would pick the uh, just because I'm a fan of rust. I would pick the uh, rust effect colors pack. The, acry- yeah. the acrylics. They're they're awesome. Or no, they are really good. wait, now I'm gonna do what Jason did. The uh, urban diorama <laughs> colors are awesome too. Those are your pigments, right? You got pigments with those? No, I got an acrylic set. Oh, an acrylic set. Yeah, oh. this one, right here. No, I'm super jealous. Yeah, I don't have that. Oh man, man, yes. it's awesome. It's got uh, a dark rust gray, earth brown, stone gray, ochre brown, and red primer, like a like a base primer. Man, that's cool. It is cool. awesome. I used it on some what? of my brick walls that I just did. It's it's slick. What's yeah. James, what's your favorite, James? Um, I, I'll say my go-to. I don't want to say favorite because there's so many. Yeah. My go-to, what I use all the time, is light rust wash. Uh, and you yeah. use the odor, odorless enamel thinner if you want to thin it out. But man, you lay that on some like you you do a under under paint of like a, a brown or you know any of their rust acrylics or any rust acrylic and then you do light rust wash over it and you do a couple layers and it gets crusty and nasty and it gets like the kind of like the salty look and oh it's gorgeous yeah. perfect yeah. Uh, i that that is my go to i've went through many bottles of that stuff. nice well i'll show you guys a go to i'll tell you have. Uh, yeah 
But this is not a paint, and it's not a medium for color. It is, in a way, but it's not. It is pigment fixer. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yep. I oh, love this. Yeah. It's my favorite yep. product. Because all their stuff is great. We can all sit there and go, you know, you have a million, like Jason said, you got a million bottles. It's hard to just pick one. Or right. Two. You know, you can't. There's too many different cool things. But each one of those things that they sell has one thing in it. Pigments. Yeah. Okay. Be it paint or pigment powder or pigment in the, in even in your washes, there's pigment. So one thing I like to do is when I'm working with it, I don't want to sit around and wait a night or two for this stuff to dry out. Okay. Yep. Or to, or to fix itself. Okay. So where, when I put on the next product and I have to use, and I want to use my, my, and I have to wash that out. Let's say I use one, let's say I'm using, um, I don't know, a rust, a, a rust colored, um, paint yeah. and I put it on and I, you know, I streak it and everything. And then I, now I want to add, I don't know, some, some mildew in next to the rust. Okay. But it uses the same thinner, which would be our mineral spirits. Yeah. So I go to use that mineral spirit on that to thin it out. And what happens? Oh, my damn rust streak gone. Well, <laughs> now with the pigment, with a, with a pigment, uh, fixer, I can lightly just put that on light. It's got to be light, otherwise you'll run it. Okay, right. and then and then let it set just a little bit, and I can come back to it in maybe 10, 20 minutes instead of waiting overnight. Mm-hmm. And I can go on to my next, next my layer. next layer. Yeah. Yep. And this yeah, is awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's so, it's definitely so good their, stuff. Yeah. Damn, Mig's making out. Dude, Ammo Mig's making out good tonight, baby. <laughs> episode episode one fifty one, the Mig night. <laughs> it's it's a it's a game changer. I'll tell you, it really is. I mean, that stuff. It is really so- is. Yep. Yep. Um, I think it's going to you know the more we work with it, it's really going to elevate. You know, can you imagine what the Franklin South Manchester? Oh my God, would have looked like if he would have had ammo. Product? If George had oh, his yeah. hands on this yeah. stuff, it would have been. <laughs> Ridiculous, and I think it would have been a real small learning curve for that man. <laughs> yeah, he would have picked it up. I mean, he did yeah. everything he had on there pretty much with ink wash. Oh yeah, yeah. Every, every one of his kids has uh, just hit it with Indian ink wash. That's fine. Black, yep. black, black alcohol and Indian ink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, you know, and I think for me, for the longest time, I really felt like. The bottles are small. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend too much money because I do so much modeling. I'm right. going to have to keep buying this stuff because I was basing it on the acrylic craft paints and right. the uh, pastel chalks that it takes so much of it to yep. get to the Is level it? that you want to get to. And it's the opposite with ammo. It's like it just takes a little bit to achieve that look that before – took you so long to mix the exact It'll, color. It lasts so long. Oh. Yeah. It does. It does. Even yep. the acrylic bottles. You know, you yeah. You get yeah. those that come with a little metal mixing ball in there and you shake those things up really good. Yep. And, you know, it flows just beautifully. The flow of that paint. It, Have you ever noticed it, the color change in those bottles before you yeah. shake them and after you shake them? That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the greens and the blues, man. <laughs> they they crazy. go nuts. It'll be like fluorescent until you shake them up. <laughs> well, it's cool that they have the little metal ball in there. That's awesome. I know. Heck yeah. That, that that makes it go really fast, especially if you know your paint's sitting for a while and you don't use yeah. it. You know, I, yeah. I got hundreds of ammo paints. And, you know, I don't 
don't use all of them. I use the basic, like we've always talked about. You only need so many, you know, craft paints, right? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just you're gonna mix. The same thing with ammo. You know, you got certain ones. Now every once in a while, I'll go like the other day. I made a purple wall or a pink wall. You yeah. know, that was it in honor of your daughters, Brett. Oh, thanks. I, on, on the building. <laughs> I gotta finish. I gotta so, get her down here to finish that. By the way, sure. I thought she was gonna do that this weekend. Yeah, it um, didn't work out. We were paint. They were upstairs doing fall crafts with Grandma when we were down here totally, working. Totally, totally get that. But they were um, hanging out with Grandma. I wanted. I wanted a real challenge. I wanted to say. I wanted to make metal look like really rusty metal, but I want to do it purple or pink. Yeah. You know, something you never see. Yeah. I don't know. I posted some pictures online. I think it came up pretty good. Um, you know, I just, I just like, I like those challenges. I, the other day I sent Jason a text. I said, Jason, I need a color for a roof. Oh, you sent that to me. Yeah. yeah. Did I No, that was, Oh, after. oh yeah, that was yeah, after. yeah. That's because yeah, you posted your phone numbers. So yeah. I, I asked a question, but no, uh, I said, Jason, what, give me a color of a roof. I'm, I've got to do this roof. I, I made this like tower looking building. Keep talking. I'll be roof. back in a minute. You guys yeah, keep no, talking. Okay. Sorry, okay. I'm with you. But, so, and he said red. I said, all right, cool. Yep. And I made this red tar paper, like <laughs> red tar paper roof, and I think it came out awesome. I made like little diagonal awesome. ports underneath it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. So, I, love, I do like red tar. I've done a red tar paper roof already. I heard uh, you talk about that one time. I yeah. did it on um, uh, Bar Mills Booty Corner. It's yeah. a kit they have, and uh, I did it on top of their building. And I really liked how that turned out. I, I, I think it did just that one. And um, I, I think it's cool on a diorama, on our diorama or layout. I locked yeah, my um, wife out of the house. We have a lot of buildings. <laughs> you did. That's funny. Well, I have this terrible um, – I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I have a terrible habit of putting the chain <laughs> across the door. Yeah. Like the deadbolt. Okay. And I'm my home by myself. I'm home by myself, and she's outside knocking and banging. I heard her banging on the door upstairs. She texts me, let me in the damn house. So I had to run upstairs real quick. (laughs) My wife will walk in the garage or walk into the house from the garage, and I hear click. (laughs) Try to go in the house to get something to drink. It's locked. I'm I'm sitting out here. (laughs) Guess I'm in the garage tonight. I think it's a dad (laughs) thing. It's a dad thing. Security. Well, my house house secure. Damn it! I walk through my house, and I did it when you were little, Brett. And I walk through, make sure all the doors are locked, and uh, before I go to bed, I do a walk through. And I used to be so paranoid; I'd walk through twice. (laughs) So, yeah, because I'm a little OCD. So, uh, but you know, it's it's. I've done that. I still do it to your mom now to this day on the front storm door. Outside the main door, and you lock the, the screen, door. You lock the storm and door. I lock the storm door, and she'll be, come home from work. At, I get home first, and she gets home from work. <laughs> and she's out front. And she's like pulling on the handle, going, "Damn it, let me in! Why, why do you do that? It's a habit. It's a it's habit. A we come in, we do it. Yep. We want to protect our family. Yep. You know, you know. And, you know yeah. I don't live in the neighborhood. It's, you know, it's not a bad neighborhood. It's just, it, I don't. I, it's just, it's a security thing. We do as it, we're dads. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyways, yeah, that's I do that I every go. night. You do too, yep. Jason. Yeah, yep. yep. Yeah. And they all think we're nuts. We think well, we think we're paranoid. Paranoid. in the morning. We're not paranoid. Paranoid. We're protecting. <laughs> Jason does it at four a.m. and then he unlocks it at six. <laughs> he unlocks it usually. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in there. <laughs> oh, anyways, sorry. Back on track now. I had to go upstairs and 
Let my well, we were in. talking about the red roof, and I was like, you know, it's great to put a unique roof on like that. But mm-hmm. then you, what I was basically short point of it is if you have a big layout, don't overdo it with that one color that's no. unique. You know, do it one or two well, max. And, and also don't that, and don't overdo it with just black roofs. Yeah, yeah. no. Like yeah. not at all. You know, you can you can we talked about this with Doug too. Even with tar paper roof, do do some that are a brownish color. Do some that, um, and one thing I realized, Dad, that we don't have a lot of is the, uh, the like when you drive through mechanics towns in our area, Mechanicsburg, Carlisle, you know, mm-hmm. uh, suburbs of Harrisburg. You see a lot of those. They, I don't know if they at one time were rolled paper roofs or, or I'm sorry, rolled tar roofs or whatever, but now they've been resealed with that. Um, like that shiny silver sealant. I'm uh, sure fiber alu- fiber aluminum paint. There you go. How old is that stuff? Like, is it is uh, that? My dad used to paint roofs with that. You know, 45 years ago. So, so it's been around. If for you're a long doing time. 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, like mm-hmm. it's kind of still relevant. So maybe if you're doing that middle 20th century roof, do some of that. Put a a metallic looking it, it's, tar paper roof on. Brent, it's so funny that you say that because. On this building I'm building right now that I said I did the pink roof on or the yeah. pink uh, wall on, I thought about that exact same thing. I said, you know, maybe I should try a fiber aluminum roof because it, it's so common, especially out east. Uh, out here, you don't I see, see them much. all over the place. The fiber aluminum roofs, they got what they call standing seam. Yep. The standing seam roof, with fiber aluminum paint. And I thought, did they use that, you know, in the 50s i think they did so if i find out they do i'm gonna try that because i never see anybody do that and i think that's such a cool idea because you could you got a little black in it silver it's so it's so common out east like i don't know i don't know if you see it out midwest and out west but out here it seems like every other row home has it in town yeah and and on barns in the midwest back in ohio where i'm from that's what my dad used to paint was roof barns Right. He unfortunately fell off a few of them. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, those those they have the standing seam roofs where they've replaced. They maybe were cedar shade. They've replaced it. And it's just that metal seam with that kind of shiny paint. Yeah. And then it gets old. It gets super weathered, too, because it's been around forever. Yeah. So it's something you never see. Right. Hi, Model. Jason. Hey, Todd. How you doing over there? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm doing good. Well, all right. With, with, now, with Ruse, Jason, have you built any? I know I've done a couple, and I, it's another one I haven't seen enough of on roofs, or, or as you say, ru- roofs. Okay, roofs. roofs. Yeah, roofs. Yep. Yeah, yep. So at least one, he doesn't say boots. For yeah. boots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't know I did that until you boots. said that. You know, I didn't know I said boots. Wait, what's my but, dad say? He boots did, instead I of never, boats. I don't boats. recall ever saying that. Boat. Okay. When did he said it at one point. And, oh man. And, and he must have caught <laughs> he, that. He's getting old, man. He's he don't know what he's saying oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah. But on on the uh, on those, I've I've done a couple now. Uh, one on the bar mills, and then one on a um, one. Oh, George Celius's, um, uh FSM kit. It was um, Baxter's. Um, mm-hmm. The roof that has, or more more of a flat roof, of course a flat roof, but it has like sand or something. You just sprinkle it onto, um, you, you spray it with a spray adhesive, 
and uh, you just sprinkle the sand on and um, yeah. and then shake it off, and you get that sandy type gritty roof. And um, you yep. don't see a lot of that, uh, but you do see it on a lot of buildings. But you don't see it on a lot of modeling, right? And right. Um, uh, and I think I'm going to start one of them. I've done that, and what I've done is I've used 150 grit sandpaper, cut it to the size mm-hmm. of the roof, and then just painted it with a uh, a black, and then used pigments, grays, and dirtied it up but it's it's a piece of sandpaper yeah Yeah. that's a good idea too yep yeah yeah i have done that i did that uh on a on a wharf building recently uh exact same thing you know it's just kind of like finding out what i had laying around hey this this will look good it looks like like you're talking about todd like that stone texture yeah yeah Yeah, but then i was doing the old school method because that's what george had in his direction Mm -hmm. yeah and uh and and he included a little packet of sand in it a little plastic (laughs) bag and then you knew it was his dirt and sand right which was (laughs) yeah we talked about this before as diamantex or whatever baseball fields baseball field dirt yeah yeah and um and and he 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 had you put like glue on and there's a sprinkle it on shake it off and then well and then you of course would take your india ink wash once it dried, and you just stain it with that. Or, you know, I left mine a little more on the brown side. But I didn't want to use all the sand or all the dirt because it came from George's chest. George touched it. Yeah, I wanted some George can. So I have a little baggie up on my shelf. He smells it, it every now and then. It's the leftover. It's only like a little tiny bit in the bottom of the bag. And I saved it, and I put a clip on it and saved it. But anyways, it was, but, you know, it's a, it's a cool it's a cool thing that I don't think is modeled enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially on a flat roof. Like he that, does, but. he's got that on a number of buildings. Uh, Franklin right. has a number of buildings like that. Right. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a great technique. I mean, I don't, I, I haven't ever looked for it, Yeah. but I've done it before. I've never looked for it in old photos like Sharpie or whatever to see if, right. Right. you know, but it looks great. Yeah. And it gives just a different texture. You know, you, you can't have all shake and tar roofs, you know, yeah. just right. tar paper right. roofs. Right. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's move on to kind of what we're working on right now. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have a fun question for everyone. Let's, let's start with uh, we'll start Jason. with the quiet guy tonight, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, as most of you know, I've been going back and forth between model railroading and sci-fi dioramas. Right. And man, that has just been, that has kept me so excited constantly. There's no downtime. There's no time where I'm like, oh, I'm getting tired of working on this building or this scene and I'm starting to drag. As soon as that happens, I can switch over to my sci-fi models. You can flip back and forth. Yep. I just keep going back and forth. So I am just loving it. And you learn so much working in a larger scale. And then when you go back to a smaller scale, you're like, oh, my God, this is so easy. (laughs) (laughs) It goes so quick now. Like building a structure is so fast compared to, you know, when I'm doing my sci-fi modeling where stuff is so large, it's 118th scale. So uh, it's pretty good size. And I would imagine – I would imagine weather one object. I would imagine going back and forth between 
a larger scale and a smaller scale, you feel like the smaller scale, especially when you're doing like detail parts and stuff like that is more forgiving because you don't need to worry about yeah. as much detail because you're going smaller. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you go from yeah, working yeah. on a larger scale, trying to get every line right and all this, and then you're going back to painting a ba- a barrel or a hand truck for a HO <laughs> scale, and you're like, well, shoot, I can just whip this thing out quick. It you know it doesn't have to be as precise because the detail is yep. so much less. Yep. And I think I find myself going a little more dramatic now with HO scale because I see the effect that I want to have that I've done in the sci-fi, like for the, right. using the example of painting a barrel. Well, you have all this great value on a large barrel, 118 scale, but then when you go to paint that in HO scale, you're you're almost going dramatic to get the same effect. Mm-hmm. Right. If that makes sense. You're, you're not having to do, put as much time into it uh, because all the layers aren't going to show with it being that small. So you're really going more for uh, the highlights and the deep shadows to get the same look. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Nice. So it, I man, love that. I love your and... your sci-fi thing, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That was something I want to say about Jason's sci-fi stuff. That stuff has blown up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, people have went nuts for that. I mean, it's fantastic. They should. I think it's because it's yeah. like a change of pace. You know, it's it's yeah. So far, it's so much different than what we've seen. Even military or other modelers doing. It's like, whoa! Like, it's it's just different. It's something new to look at. People love it. It's pop culture too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's what's hot. I yep. mean, look, Mandalorian's coming out. He's doing a Star Wars, you know, somewhat Star Warsy diorama. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people love that. I mean, it's huge. It's. Huge. I love the. I love to see before you started, and then what when you finished. When you, well, I mean, when you first started, and it's not painted, and I'm seeing these Nerf guns and all these other <laughs> Red Bull like, cans. What the, hell, what the hell else did he use? You know, and, yeah. And then, um, you know, some some plastic pipes and things. I don't, what what are those things? The little pipe looking things. Are they just uh, the the uh, pipes from, are from Amazon? Okay. Well, they're they're a kid's learning set. Okay. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's crazy. Everything I look at now, I think, how can I use this on my diorama? Right, right. Um, it's incredible. Like going to Home Depot now, like every single aisle has probably yeah. something that can be used. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's amazing. And then, and then you yes. put it out there. I, I showed it to a guy I work with, and um, he's actually a woodworker. So he, he appreciates he does like ornament woodworking on like picture frames and things like that. Uh, it, it, amazing carving. Or, I think the word he was going for was cool. ornate woodworking. Ornate. Well, or, it's ornament. Or, it is ornaments. I'm kidding. Okay. Whatever. So as he, and he, he's, he's very skilled, but, but when so when I showed him this, but he's also a big star Wars fan. Right. So when I showed him this and he was like, oh, my gosh, I showed him what you what you started with. And he goes, oh, and then I showed him what you did. And he just went, oh, my gosh, that's insane. You know, and he doesn't know anything about modeling whatsoever. Uh, He just he loved it. It was yeah, he appreciates the craftsmanship. 
Yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it is spectacular. I, I think it's funny he had that well, reaction. Thanks. You know, to me, it's, it's all art. Uh, whether I'm working in whatever scale I'm working in, it's just me creating art. Mm-hmm. So um, it's yeah. no different than doing a canvas painting or a drawing. It's just a different medium, that's all. Yeah, it's just right. your canvas is uh, yeah. 3D. Yeah, yeah, and Red Bull cans, yeah. and Red Bull cans. <laughs> it is though. <laughs> Bubble we, tape dispensers. It is all art for us. We yeah. look at it as yeah. art, you know, and and that's yep. what it is. I mean, I think I, I think the one thing that was really cool with what you've done, Jason, is you've allowed people to see that your canvas, your can. Whoa, whoa, hit my microphone there. Sorry for all the <laughs> podcast listeners. I just bashed my microphone, but your quote unquote canvas is doesn't have to be what people think it is it's your your canvas yeah. can be anything like everyday if objects if yeah. you're creative enough you can make a canvas out of a uh, coffee pot whatever you want it to be you know what i mean like uh yeah people need to get away from the norm that <clears throat> you know art needs to be done this way and i think you've we knew that already as most of our craftsmen modelers know that but you kind of reinforce that fact Well, that's what I love about James's work is that it's so original and it has that artistic feel to right. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Who, who, yeah. What's he talking about? We're getting all sappy again. We're getting James. sappy again. I don't know that James. Can't be me. Some dude. I'm in a spaceship. Um. <laughs> the, yeah. Some vagrant. He's just we he we see him popping in and out every now and then. He just kind of shows up. I get, um, I get it. I get it. So what are you so, working on, James? We know what you've been posting, so we know what kind of what you're working on. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I'm, <laughs> I, I got this guy, Jason Jensen, keeps telling me I have to start building a layout. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm making – so what I'm doing is it's going to be about a three-foot deep by 12-foot long layout. Okay, It will have track, right? So I can call it a layout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I actually want to have, uh, I have this idea for a really cool kind of funky, uh, HON, maybe HON three, like narrow gauge type of just funky train. Um, the idea is that it, it really quickly, I'll explain to you what I'm doing is there is a set of islands kind of like the Bahamas, right? And they're 4,000 miles from any large landmass. Okay. In this big, huge area that's like the Bahamas, the water's very shallow. There's not a lot of real deep water areas. But there's a bunch of these – it's kind of like bayous, like swamps, okay? Um, And that's really all there is. There's some people that lived out there. And then there's this – what we call a a mora, which is a big like kind of volcanic rock that's been there for years. And that's all. So there's this big mountain in the middle of all these swampy beach areas, right? Mm -hmm. And – Somehow, some way, there was a group of people living there, and there was a bunch of fish that they found called the pockfish, right? And it, it's kind of silly, but these pockfish became like this worldwide phenomenon that everybody thought it was the best thing in the world to eat. So everybody wanted pockfish, and they were there by the billions, right? So 
all these companies moved in and we're going to harvest the pockfish. We're going to get all those pockfish and we're going to sell them to all these people that went. And it's like a delicacy, but everybody was eating it, right? At the same time, they also found oil in this area. So there was all these kind of offshore drilling oil rigs, right? So that went on for about 15 years. So on this big rock morrow, a town built up, it was called Amherst. Um, there was this old, old like what I would call a Roman aqueduct from thousands of years ago. And it was so they could get fresh water out to the boats, the, the Roman boats that docked here. But now this, this group, these people have taken it over. And now we have these, this town of Amherst, which is kind of the commercial area, and then Bergen, which is down by the harbor. And then across the harbor, there's the town of Burl, right? And Burl's a swampy town with all the swamp shacks and the bayou, right? Well, the pock, the pockfish run out, and so does the oil all at the same time. They were only around for about 15 years. So what happens? The big corporations, they moved out. I don't know, the big companies moved out and kind of left the people that were living in Bergen, Bergen and Amherst just there, yeah. you know, to fend for themselves. So because they have to fend for themselves, what do they do? They take what they can get and they start building onto their structures. They filled in the arches of the aqueduct so they could live there. They try to recycle what little oil they can get. They eat what little few pockfish are left. And <laughs> so it's kind of like this weird rundown shanty town, kind of bayou, Caribbean kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and all the time, these people that live out in the swamp in the town of Burrow, they're just these peaceful, peaceful people that live there. Pockfish are very deadly poisonous. So if somebody gets stung, they help them out. You know, nobody really ever bothered these people, but they have this whole village that's in the swamp, you know, and they got all these little walkways walking over top of the water and docks and whatnot and sunken boats and nasty boats. And then kind of this urban area, which is really run down and kind of been reused for different things. It used to be nice, so, and now it's kind of... It used to be nice. So I, I made this Bergen water place that I call it, which the aqueduct flows into, and that's where the water, the fresh water, would be distributed at. And then I'm building these other buildings that will kind of go in the layout. But I'm trying to make something that's completely different than anything we've seen out there. Um, there at the, the Sundance, or, um, Suncoast uh, Center for Fine Scale Modeling in Tampa... Uh, Dave Ravella's place. Mm -hmm. um, he, he has a, a, a kind of a, a bayou layout there. Um, and it it's kind of got a similar idea, but I want this to have like a really nice beach and a big open water scene and palm trees and big, big, uh, large um, leaf plants, a lot of greenery and vines and almost like avatar land kind of. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, but with stuff Man, we're familiar what? with. Yeah. Holy cow, such an awesome imagination. <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't have stuff if we lived by stuff. each other, we so, would just be working like night and day. Oh, yeah. Stuff. I mean, it's I, I think that, you know, if if we take something like let's say the the layout you guys are building or the FNSM or you know, Howard Zanes, you kind of get the, all the buildings and I want to have that, but I want to have everything that's kind of been repurposed and reused. But still have some of that fun feel to it. And just something, world. Yeah, yeah. I just want to have something. Better <laughs> world, right? We put yeah, rust yeah. everywhere, and, and <laughs> but I just want to have something that people don't really do. And also with my modeling, I'm trying to bring I, not really military modeling, but I, I want to do it 
in a vein that's a little bit different that you don't see a lot of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to use these ammo products and and different techniques that you don't see used in model railroading very often. Right. And that's where I'm going with it. I don't know what it's going to be, guys. I, I just it's all creative. It just I think, I think that's it's just amazing. I for one it's can't an amazing wait. backstory. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's way more complicated Incredible. than that. It's actually a story. But, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I want to visit there wow. now. I really want to visit now. Yeah. yeah, not not your layout. the The real world, the the, the world that you just created <laughs> right? in my imagination. I want to go yeah. visit <laughs> the world of Bergen well, and Bergen. You know what else comes to my mind? The one thing you built with the aqueduct, with the big wall and everything. Yeah, and you added all the lower detail to it, and and come out from it a little bit, and. It's not just a wall. It's multi-dimensional one wall. Yeah. It's 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 th- that creativity in just those pieces that you built with the aqueduct was mm-hmm. to me it also had well and you said it was you know Roman aqueduct. So yeah. if it had I I think I mentioned it to you at one point. It had that that middle age feel. Yeah, it, you like know? almost a castle, you know. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like that. You see, like these movies with, you know, you see the movies with the castles. I hate to use the, the one that was a, the Game of Thrones thing, right. but if you if you watch Game of Thrones, you see they not the, where the castles were, but where the common people lived. Right. Okay, and they had they they looked like they were you know they they made their way, they did okay, but they. It, it was still a little run down, you know, yeah. and yeah. and that you captured that, and I was like, that is that is so cool. You could do. There's a million different time frames that you could probably use that for. Oh, sure. Which made it, which made it awesome. But I I was thinking medieval, uh, yeah. you know that 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 era in you know outside of the castle wall area. Yeah, you know? and it's kind of, it does have that look to it, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I think one thing that I I decided uh, here a couple months ago. Was that I, I bought the uh, Doug Fiscali's uh, new big kit? Yeah, the uh, the um, Atlas. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's yeah. going to be the, the the basis for Amherst. Uh-huh. So I'm take I am that. so excited for that kit. I can't wait. That that's going to be phenomenal. That's insane. That might be the coolest. I mean, they're all cool. Every year we say it, it's probably the coolest one yet. And I'll say it again. That's he's the, outdone the last year. That carpentry shop, it's insane. Ow! It's all janky looking. It's like million angles. It's got a million angles on it. The carpentry. I can't wait to do something with that. The carpentry shop alone, he could have sold sold tons of just standalone kits. Oh yeah, that that is its own. Yeah, that is totally. And you have to wonder how in a year. He comes out with another one. Oh, he's already yeah. doing it. No. He's already thinking of the next one. I guarantee. Yeah, when it. we went up to visit him at his shop um, two years ago, and he was building, he was in the process of doing the Rust Rock Falls, and it was only June. Okay, mm-hmm. and we went there, and he had it about done. Oh. Okay, he was doing some rock work with the waterfalls and stuff. The building stuff was about done. Yeah, and you were like. Oh my gosh! It's only June, <laughs> right. you know, right. and you're not putting this thing out till late fall, yep. and um, and and you're like, uh, in my head, without even saying to him, I was just thinking he does this every year, yep. and he's able to <laughs> yep. put it out. Well, and he's that. also putting out how many All dozen kits in between that, yeah. yeah. And now yeah. the kit of the month, yep. and now a million other things. So, you know, 
I, I could tell you one thing about that kit. It's going to be, I'm going to kit bash the hell out of it. Yeah. It is not going <laughs> to look like. That's what he wants, though. Yeah. yeah. He wants yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. Jay, I got have you seen Frank Margo's stuff? Oh, he's so good. <laughs> he takes. He's he another. Takes, ma- uh, he's another mad scientist with. Bill yeah, Lee. he's another one. Yeah, and uh, he he takes that uh, that stuff that he doubles the, the it. Kit, that kit and just mm-hmm. yeah, he doubles it or just entirely rearranges it, and uh, it's just amazing. You you guys have that imagination like that. It's insane uh, to be able to do that. It's, yeah, uh, I I can't wait to get my hands on that thing. It's gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna make it something neat. I, yeah, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. So now that, you said that's going to be like a centerpiece. Yeah, well, it's going to be the one town. I'm going. Well, it's called Amherst, yeah. and yeah. and that town is going to be how like just how like Jason's doing it, where the town kind of goes up the hill. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like that because I want to get some really tight roads with with roads that turn off where you don't quite know what is around that corner. You might not even be able to see it, but there's a story of, Hey, that town goes back that, that distance, that alleyway back that, you know, there's something going on back there down that street. There's life back there. And I want to do that. So it's kind of got a Franklin of an FNSM kind of feel to it. Much smaller, of course, much more compact. Um, I love going vertical with, with uh, kits. So when I saw that tower on Atlas, you know, that made me think, okay, this has got to be like this kind of tower that they built, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, and I know, I think, Jason, you you had got one too, right? Yep, I did. So yep. I, I hope you're going to build it as soon as you get it because I want to see it. I, I am. We will be building that because one. <laughs> that whole new you section. You guys got one too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That new section I'm working on, all that is going on there. So. Oh, that's one on there. Yeah, it's he's already got a home for it. Oh, yep. So Me too. before we move on from this, I want to talk quickly about your town names. Um, whenever you say Bergen, I think of the Trolls movie, right? <laughs> and when you when you posted that's the name that, of my street, <laughs> believe it or not, it's the name of my street. So that's three streets that are right here in my neighborhood. Nice. So I just Amherst, think of I just think of the Bergens from Trolls. I don't know if you ever saw Trolls. We first moved here. I mean, I didn't like the name at all. I'm like, oh, yeah, Bergen. What is a Bergen? B-R-G-A-N. I mean, it's, what is that, you know? But, uh, hey, I might as well use it, right? Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. So, it's we'll unique. It. So, I did the same thing with my old layup. Uh, that was called the Wiscasset Trevino in Western. Yeah. And we done a cul-de-sac called Trevino Circle. So that's where all that oh, all wow. started. It was like <laughs> Makes sense now. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, what are you yeah. working on, Dad? Um, I'm I'm doing some. Uh, he sounds confused. I'm, I'm still building that Defoe's auto storage thing. This week I didn't do as much. I I, I had um, I've been working on the little garage doors to the front of the thing. It's just a kid in a month club thing. Yeah, and I've been kind of weathering the. Uh, I don't know if you. Use, I don't know if oh yeah, you can see it. Weathering the bottom of the doors to give them some. Using some oil paints and stuff, and giving them uh, that 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 chewed up look. And I've been kind of kicking around. I'm gonna. De- it's a little tiny kit, and I just want to detail it out. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I mean, not a lot. Um. I you know, on Sunday we went down and worked on the layout. And so what I did was I took the the module that I've been building with the mill uh, from Rex Rock Falls. I dropped it into place. You were dry fitting everything. On our layout. 
and drive it and making sure that it's all working. I had, I carved a piece of the foam away and, uh, you know, just to get my elevations right and, and figure all that out and just make sure it's going to fit. <laughs> the first thing you and, said when you placed it was, oh, yeah, this is bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little longer. And so I'm like, oh, shit, I got to cut the. I'm gonna have to cut. I some can't of wait stuff. to see that on the layout. I know. Yeah, Did you take it's pictures? On a piece of bait gator board. Um, yeah, I have some photos somewhere. I took a couple. Well, of pictures, you gotta but, post those. And we've yeah. changed a couple things on the layout now, so our city's gonna be morphing a little. Um, yeah. Not bad. We didn't rip anything out this time, but we've. Uh, <laughs> you know, now we're in the mode where we have way too many buildings, and we we're actually starting to do layout work and scenery work and yeah. building little scenes out as we go. And like James said, telling that story. Um, Put those big buildings in, and then in, in between yeah. them, putting the smaller, tiny ones down so, low. Um, you know, and I, and I we just said you know at the same time. That was creepy. Um, yeah. But uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The, I'll kind of add on to this because I was kind of working on the same thing my dad was. We'll kind of tag team this last question here. Um, I'm doing the obviously the kit I'm working on is a Bachman Spectrum. What's it? S- HO Scale City Scene Series. They got like eight buildings in that series. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It's a, a, I yeah. was wondering. I was thinking it was City Classics, but it's one of the Bachman Spectrum. Yeah, one of these. Built, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. One of these guys. Something, it's just the plastic okay. inside the box, all the scrap pieces. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, so those kits, like, they're massive buildings. And I got one of the smaller ones. There's some other ones that are monstrous. Oh, on my old layout, I used them. Yeah, they they look good. If you do them right, yeah, they, they look awesome. They're really and because nice. we do a 360 layout, well, we're using those <laughs> taller buildings. You guys don't cheat like, uh, <laughs> like I do? No, so what we're going to do is we're going to put – my dad has a few taller buildings, and I just ordered another one. We're going to run – we're running them down the center, and we're going to use that as kind of our the, – the larger buildings are going to run down the center, and then we're going to work them up on both sides as our backdrop. And it gives it that backdop in yeah. the center. No, that's how George so used to – his layout yeah. used to be like that. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to – I mean it won't go obviously to the ceiling for a backdrop, but we're going to use that as our, our – center point to mask a lot of the scenes from either side yeah okay so that's cool yeah but you guys are always stuck with having to do all four sides of a structure. <laughs> yeah that's the thing oh. you know, when you're yeah. thinking about it when you build the kit you're you know, when we build it we we kind of had to build it with detail on yeah. all four sides because yeah. when we go to place it you're going to be be able to view it from every angle. Yep. And uh, yep. You know, except for when when you have wall up against wall, obviously. But sometimes we don't know where that's at. So to be we don't the build them thinking just... that way. So I don't know how my yeah. you know my dad and I my dad and I don't build them thinking. Well, this one's going to butt up against that one. We we just wing it and do all four sides and then figure out yeah. where we want it from there. And then you got to figure yeah. if you did all four sides, great. One side, it's just it sucks. But if you know, it's sometimes it's hard to go. You know what? I hate that's the one side. I, I don't want to lose that side. You know, because I it did so much work on it. You know. Yeah, but, but we can you know, we can you always slap them. suck it up. You got to suck it up, and that side is not going to be seen. And we can know? always slap them up against a smaller building to show parts of the side that we right. don't we don't want to cover completely. So right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we make it work. Those, those spectrum buildings, I I use them for kind of like background buildings going up a yeah. hill. You can double up the walls. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. If you get one of those skyscrapers. You can stack those walls and make them twice as high. Yep. Oh, or yeah. you guys or, don't have that ability, but you know. Well, the other yeah, thing, I, the other thing you can do is, um, if you want a long, like a wide, 
backdrop, you can get. Right. I mean, on eBay, you can pick up those Bachman buildings for like 30, 40 bucks. Right. Because um, there's 10 million people selling them on eBay. So you can get two of them, and instead of stacking them, you can do them horizontally and make a long, long, tall building. Yep. So. Yep. Like a Anyways. New York block building. Yeah, there's a one that's a there's one that's a hotel. It's kind of like mm-hmm. if you look at it from an aerial view, it's an it's it's shaped H? like it's shaped like an H. Yeah. Yep. And that one. You yep. could double that one. I was looking at it. Like, if you think about it structurally, you could double the length of it, and it would still make sense. Um, some yeah. of the taller ones obviously wouldn't make sense in a longer building, but that one's only you know twelve or thirteen stories high, so you could make it a full city block and double the length. Yep. And as yep. we said, we have Magnuson's Victoria Falls Hotel. Yeah, that, that is that's and like the Holy Grail, right? It is, and we're gonna we're gonna reproduce. Jake's the walls, Jake's I mean, gonna, Jake's wow. um Jake's, Jake's gonna help us out. Gonna give us some bit. casting tips. Yeah, and we're gonna cast walls, and then we're just gonna yeah. I mean, I hate to take a page out of George's book like that. You but, have to. You know, it's genius. Oh, yeah, and, on that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to get a hold of that Trains of Texas wall that I was talking about last time. That's a, yeah. okay. it's the, oh man, it's Mark that it rock brick that he does. And he has it on a few of his structures it's called the Trains of Texas wall. Trains of Texas wall. And it was a company that Malcolm Furlow owned, like in, I want to say the mid 80s, very short period of time. A guy I, already, took, I got it up here already on Google. A guy took three of the walls and stacked them. Yeah. And. It's all rotten brick. Oh man, it's a little overscale for HO, but it doesn't matter. It's yeah. so cool. Um, I actually have two of the molds of that. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll have to pull them out and make some castings. Yeah, <laughs> that'd yeah. be awesome. Uh, yeah. Nice. You can cast. But, yeah. Sweet. Oh, we would never cast anybody else's work, you know. Well, That's no, not, no, no, not on, no, not on current builds, not on current yeah, stuff. That's right. Not yeah. on, not on stuff that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but, right. but those he George used a ton of those. Yeah. On the layout. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. There's a buddy of mine. Uh, his name is Frank Bernard. Uh, yeah, we're he, friends with. I'm friends. Okay, with Frank. no Frank. He's okay, and, and he he was able to back when I had the layout. He was able to um, from George. He got a bunch of the different wall castings that George George uses, and uh, wow. yeah, we've been able to use a bunch of that stuff. Oh, so yeah. the brick stuff, you know. Nice. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Hey. Yeah. So. Um, let's let's transition here. We're actually near two hours, or over two. Um, let's uh, let's do one last like fun question. Kind of go back to our old school episodes. Um, let's pick. Let's all pick one non ammo uh, <laughs> ammo by Mig product, and uh, let's do like a product. Your favorite thing of the week. It can be a tool. It can be a kit. It can be whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. No rules. Um, and just pick your favorite. Thing of the week, tool, product, paint, it doesn't matter. Um, so let, let's start off with Jason. I'm just going to look at my bench and okay. pick the first thing. <laughs> Other than Tester's paint. I guess for me, recently it's been, uh, I have a small file set, and there's like a triangle-shaped file, a round one, a flat one, curved. Um, they're all small files, and I just... I use them constantly. Are they just coming so do handy they have a, for? Do they have a red and black handle? What? No, they're they're just all uh, metal. They don't even have any covering uh, over the end of them. 
Um, I don't I, know where I got them. Maybe I think they Micro saw them Harbor Mart Freight. or yeah, Harbor Freight or Micro. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 called needle files. And uh, man, I I use them on wood, yeah, on white metal nice. castings, everything. So yeah, they're they're great for castings. Oh, yeah, that's castings. Oh, that's my and you know and I don't mind bringing up castings with that file set i don't mind cleaning up castings i really don't um you can get into yeah, the tight corners and of, stuff with them mm-hmm. yeah yep so that triangle files yeah awesome for cleaning yeah. up yeah yeah yep i reach for this too all the time they're, they're awesome to have they are what about you james um i am going to say builders in scale which is now made by CC Crow. Builders in scale, um, Deadwood stain. Oh, or, yeah. Or the Builders in scale, uh, Silverwood stain. That stuff, I know a lot of people like Hunterline, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that stuff is freaking amazing. That It is so good. I mean, you just couple coats of that silver wood and it silvers the wood i mean it really silvers the wood i can't say enough good stuff about it it's eight ounces huge bottle i don't know it's like 20 bucks um and but it lasts forever and you mix you mix some of that dead wood in with it oh it's on that video i just did it's amazing it turned out awesome it It did that's cool yeah i'm gonna have to try that stuff it's good it's good what do you and, got? You know, that's one kit. What? That's a kit company we never talk about. Is CC Crow? Yeah, he's got some really good kits. Yeah, he really does. Good stuff. Yes, yeah. I, I, we need to look into that. We, we have get a couple here. Yeah, we have a couple upcoming guests that'll be uh, some new ones. We're gonna be getting too some new ones. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A yeah. couple yeah, new we'll, guys. We'll bring it out to y'all later, but yeah. yeah, you guys should get somebody from Spain on. I well, wish we, we knew trying, someone. We're still in yeah. contact with somebody from Spain. We're trying to get that arranged, and they haven't reached back to us. It's yet. all right. We'll get um, them. We'll get. I them. may have to take care of that for you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. But what do you guys? They Dad? did reach back, but we haven't heard back in a couple weeks. What's your What's um, your thing of the week here? Well, I, I, I kind of got two, but this one is. These are barber scissors, ah. and I know that sounds stupid, but they are super sharp. Uh, they're for cutting hair, but no. uh, they were brand new. They weren't. I didn't buy them at the, like I didn't buy used barber scissors. Okay? <laughs> but they're great for cutting. He got them at the flea market. Who knows paper, where they came paper. from? They're so precision with cutting paper. When I'm doing for you know, if I had to cut any signs and that type of thing, oh, yeah. usually I use a knife for that. But I use them for cutting lots of different things. Um, even like huh. if I'm cutting a sheet of acetate into strips and things like mm-hmm. that. These are awesome. They're quick, easy, and they're sharp. Okay, I've had them for a couple of years. They don't seem to lose their edge. I use them a lot. You can use them, you know, not just for cutting paper, but for just about anything you need to cut quick. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've had good luck with those. And then I have a set of um, they're just regular barber scissors. They're not expensive, you know, but they just keep an edge for a long time. And I got these things. They're they're clay sculpting tools. Okay, or well, I'm sorry. Not James is giving you tools. a big thumbs up. Artist sculpting tools for paint. Oil, oil painter's palette. Yeah, oil, oil painter's knives. Yeah, painter knives. And I use them 
and I know it sounds stupid, but I don't use them so much for oil painting. I use them for when I use my sculptor mold and when I use plaster and things like that. And they have different sizes. So you get a set. And it may cost you go to Hobby Lobby or whatever, and it costs you maybe, you know, ten bucks. You use a coupon off, you get forty percent off, you're spending six dollars, you get the set, they're they got wooden handles, they're nice, and they're different sizes. So I can sculpt in little corners yep. with them. And um they're, they're real nice. They're easy to clean up. Uh, I use them a lot. You know, nice. when I'm doing that kind. Of, so that's that's kind of my things. All right, so, we might have talked about this before. I know we talked about this before on the show, but I was using them this week, and they are scrapbook letters. And I think Jason actually told us about these. Oh, so I got a oh, bin. Yeah. I got a bin, and I've got a couple other packs now. Because every time I go to the craft store. I look for different typefaces yep, now. You always pick up a pack. Oh, yeah. Yep. And there, and every time I go, it seems like there's new styles because the scrapbooking is yeah. always coming out with new stuff. So there's always different yep. fonts of scrapbook letters. And I use them on my um, lettering that I used for the side of my building for the radio station that I'm working on. So my hot mm-hmm. thing of the week for me is scrapbook letters. Make sure when you go to the craft store, you're checking out the scrapbooking aisle because there is so much – not just lettering. There's a lot of, there's a lot lot of cool stuff, stuff in there that you can use. Uh, not just scrapbooking. Yep. The jewel, if you go around the corner, at least at Michael's, the jewelry aisle, the jewelry the aisle. The little detail things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you can look at the jewelry aisle and see wires and beads and chains that they have yep. for jewelry making that you can repurpose for model building and scenes. I, I used to take those and put them on. Uh, they, there's different ones that are really good. If you're doing like a cornice of a building. Yeah. You know, like the freeze. There's all these little like jewelry parts that you can put up in there and paint them like they're copper or like an old uh, uh, the the uh, iron uh, cast iron facades. Yep. You yeah. know, we've been talking yeah. about that online. And man, there's some of the, they're like twists and they're perfect for that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. You do some yeah. really cool scratch build. Definitely or, check uh, out yeah. the jewelry and scrapbooking aisle at your craft stores yeah. because and not only in the jewelry aisle. Not just those those things that we're talking about, where you like like you, the two you mentioned, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the tools they have for jewelry, oh, jewelry yeah. making, are awesome oh, for models. Yeah, yep. you're gonna find small some and of precision. Them have some of them will be a stretch to be able to work with, but some, a lot of them are are definitely tools that you can work. They're with. They're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. So that's my tools. That's what I got. Or Very my cool. thing of the week. But yeah. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Dang. Well, that's so, man. Yeah, I think Holy we're good. That's like two hours and 15, <laughs> 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Heck yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So, that's cool. Well, I and Jason I wouldn't stop talking. That's the thing. Jason I'm so not. sorry, I Jason. I barely get a word in edgewise. Yeah. We like to rumble. But yeah, r- ramble a bit. Uh, rumble. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you guys were on with us and. Uh, and and we're able to be here. We're going to have the modeling contest uh, yep. for the H and scale models and the N scale and the O scale. Um, we have that uh, for the brick uh, brick monster sets. We have uh, we're going to be giving away two H O, two O scale, and two N scale um, for the modeling contest. If we have the entries uh, in and put on our Facebook page um, by the thirty first time. 31st or 30 well, Halloween. Oh, okay. 31st. Okay. I thought it was a Halloween. Yeah. Okay, 31st. So cool. by the end of the night, uh, and then w- the four of us 
will be the the selection committee. Yep. So uh, and we'll 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 decide what they are on our own privately, and then what we'll do is uh, we'll post that online on Sunday. So we're gonna throw be, in, yeah. we're gonna throw in some uh, beer bottles. Yeah. Uh, some green beer bottles. <laughs> not, real ones. not real ones, Dad. Not real ones. Oh, 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 okay. We're going to throw in some no. scale Printed ones. Yeah. yeah. They turned There's out pretty like good. 100, 125 in a set or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool, so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, 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 we've got a couple little goodies we'll throw in the set uh, nice. along with monsters. James yeah. hooked us up with uh, some really – with these brick uh, rolly sets, uh, the brick <laughs> brick monster rolly sets. <laughs> one of these, one of these days. Man. <laughs> it's he, not just you. I do oh. it with <laughs> – Wow. I do it when I have Jeff Kruger, wow. when I Doug on. It's I always butcher things, you know. One of these days, I'll get a product name right. Man. Start calling you Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Riley. There we go. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, we're excited to see what you guys are building. I know some of you are already turning in or submitting your um, entries on our Facebook page and. A few of them are just kick-ass builds. Wow! So really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, I'm excited to see, and it's Halloween, so it makes it more fun. But um, yeah. So I uh, I appreciate you guys coming on, and I appreciate everyone building your contest builds this month. It's pretty neat. Uh, I don't know. It's the creepiest one. I think might have been the creepiest one. I think is Dave's because it's got our name on a cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> little, you know, I get it though; it's fun. But the, but then, but then, my all, wife saw it and she said, she said, I all I saw was Wiley above the top, and then she's looking at it. And she goes, the doors say B and T, T and B on. It. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, it's kind of ruined for me now. Right? Oh no, but it's all good. And then we also, you know, Matt Hankins did the pumpkin, and we know mm-hmm. a couple other of you. Are you working on your own builds right now? Because you were posting progress picks, so um, we're excited to see what everyone comes up with. But it's fun, pretty original stuff. Like it's yeah, yeah. We, you know, it's all different because we we forced everyone to to do a Halloween theme, which isn't normal. Nope. So cool. All right, guys. Well, hey, guys. Thanks again. Um, Thanks for letting us take up two hours of your evening. We appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you guys. It was it was awesome. All right, it guys. Was great. All righty. Good talking to you guys. Yep. Peace.